Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 140. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios is Danny Rosewell. I'm Danny Rosewell. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. No, hoi hoi. And thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Who's our sponsor this week? Oh, man. Uh, Damn, I should have seen this going. <laughs> Frosted Crustios. <laughs> ah, yes. The cereal with all the crust and all the frost. <laughs> Everything growing bodies need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you must swallow, don't chew. <laughs> and so, as mentioned, the format of this show is we review three episodes of The Simpsons, each coming from a different decade. And this particular episode spans a lot of decades. Mm. What the fuck am I talking about? Let's get into it. This was season 29, episode 8, Mr. Lisa's Opus. First released fuck. in. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I forget to pause sometimes for the bad puns in the episode. That's titles. not even a pun. <laughs> oh, she didn't have an opus. And why oh, is it Mister? It... Is it Mister Lisa? Mister like, Lisa's like, opus. Why is it not just fucking criminy? Ah, <laughs> oh. Mister Holland. Mister Holland's yeah, it's opus. Be, it's a riff on Mister Holland's opus. This oh, episode have nothing to do with that. And why is it Mister Lisa's? Just fuck. It should have been Miss Delisa. Yeah, god damn, criminy on a fucking... That's just, I don't even have words. It should have been very different. Well, it was Miss Delisa goes to Washington. Yeah, but... Which she sh- actually did in yeah, that Yeah, at episode. least she went to Washington. <laughs> this has, like, Mr. Holland's Opus is nothing like this. Yeah. <laughs> First released in December of 2017, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore, written by Al Jean. Hey! <laughs> that says a lot in this episode. So this is like the episode Bart Hood, where it's showing Lisa through a few different decades... And yeah, as she's writing a story for her Harvard college admissions, then she goes to Harvard. Hey guys, what do we think? (sighs) (laughs) This episode made me think about doing drugs. Just to brighten my day. Just to give me something to live for. Well, you know, the day's still young. We could hook into some day drinking, but you know. (laughs) No, I need something harder. (laughs) This disappointed me. Uh, Yeah. Very much. This honestly could have just skirted by as being forgettable, but it becomes so bad and not in any kind of heavy cringe moments or anything like that and just well i brought this episode today because back in our very first podcast we did barthood which you know wasn't a perfect episode by any stretch but i think we quite liked that episode like it got a positive rating it got shiny bronze from memory Mm. and we applauded it because it was looking at bart's life through all the stages except when he was 10 see and i'm gonna skip to me first what stood out to me for better or worse the pacing of this episode especially in comparison to that one is all over the fucking place yeah my first three notes is seven years ago now it's 17 years later now it's her seventh birthday later on we go to 14 then we go mm-hmm. to 10 years and it's like mm-hmm. fuck structure this god damn and speaking of structure the arc resolves before the third act and then so yeah. the third act with her at college is just a whole bunch of nothing yeah no that's when she ma- meets her lesbian girlfriend Oh, uh, for, for all of three seconds, and then she goes, I had a good life. Here's a montage. Yep. Yeah, because that's <laughs> yep. going to be my note for this one, is what is this episode about? First, it's about her writing her college application. Then it's about her going to Harvard. Then it's about her meeting this other girl who's so like her she doesn't like her. Then it's about her meeting this other girl who's so like, like her she likes her. <laughs> it's like, what? Just 
what are you even doing? Yeah. <laughs> just settle on a thing. If it was just like, just okay, have it. Lisa, eight years old, writing her college admission essay early because she's that kind of forward-thinking person. That's what you do. That's where you structure this. It's right there, and they just bounce around in like six different time zones for no fucking reason. Mm. And it's so frustrating. And then, yeah, she meets this girl and goes, oh, I think I've made a friend. Or maybe it's something more. It's like, are you hinting that she might be, you know, bi-curious or something? What the fuck are you doing? That's such a late admission oh. to, like, not go anywhere. Danny, what stands out to you for better or worse, though? I really liked... See that? You see, you see how I What'd started like? like that? I really liked the quality of the drawing, the scenery at Harvard was very pretty, the mm-hmm. trees and things. It was all full, but it didn't have that really cramped, crowded vibe that a lot of the HD stuff does. Yeah, they didn't put a lot of jokes in there, so that yeah. kept it very yeah. clean. It wasn't like noisy in the background. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that they kept changing character models. They clearly were doing it in order to kind of separate the time periods, but I feel like they put too much of a point on making every time period really distinct. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We already have sort of an established young Homer character yeah. model. Mm. Yeah, we see Homer when Lisa's seven and he's got like that. The, the horseshoe. Horseshoe hair. Yeah. It's like, we've seen him at this age before. He didn't have that. Yeah. And it looks yeah. really weird. Yeah. Mm. And when he is balding, it looks more natural in the mm. old days. Yeah, you it's know? more of a receding rather than Yeah, mo- rather than like the monk tonsure or, i believe is the know, term just pulling it out in frustration over the mm. arrival of a new kid yep. yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah they were all very pretty even the character models were very pretty although they didn't sit right with me i think that might just be like a continuity thing or yeah i think it stands out as a sticking point for me as well because of the jumping around all yeah. over the place in yeah. various different timelines. maybe that's it if they had it more structured and less like haphazard even like something like memento is more makes yeah. more sense in terms of coherent narrative damn there's a bit of word for that doesn't matter non-consecutive <laughs> non-linear ha yeah. there we go non-linear narrative but i think because we're jumping so around so much for no reason yeah but they felt like they had to really separate the regions by making the character models distinct but then it just feels like we're jumping between a whole set of different characters that aren't as related because they're all separate people and sorry i just remember there's another plot line about marge leaving homer <laughs> Oh my And Homer quitting drinking. God. It's like this episode does so much and yet so little. The reason this one, I'm saving this, this is my rant for the awards, so cut it out here and <laughs> chuck it in the awards at the end. But the reason this really sucks for me is that it's not just like a bad episode, it's like 12 bad episodes yeah. all mm. glued together at once. Mm. Yeah, God, I almost forgot the fucking Marge Homer storyline even yeah. happened. Which comes out of nowhere because it's Lisa's 14th birthday and she comes home and is carrying all these gifts and then tries to put them in her closet for some reason, but her closet's she closet. hiding them from? I don't know. It's like, oh, I better put them in mom's closet. Like, why? They're you hurt. opened them and look at them. What the fuck is going on? Wait, it's, why you start? Make, it's just so frustrating because it doesn't make any sense to begin with. And to further highlight how much they're blitzing through this story, yeah, Homer and Flanders a little back and forth through the 12 steps, and then he never drank again. And then what? he never drank again. Mm. I didn't mind the 12-step blitz because, I mean, yes, they've done the blitz through the things yeah. a lot, like the 12 steps of death. Yeah, yeah. 12 steps of... Oh, uh, five stages of grieving. Five stages yep. of grieving. You've eaten sushi, so you're going to die. Yeah. Where Homer just rushes through them incredibly yeah, quickly. Yeah, that was great. That was a great bit. So yeah. I could go, ha, 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 I see what they're doing. Although, since there were 12 of these, it really like felt like, hey, let's teach the audience about what the 12 steps are. Mm. Then there was the hell scene. And oh, yeah. You, you lost me. It went too long. It was too, like, everyone talking to the camera. This is what my metaphor is. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, have a flaming mo, the most expensive thing at Universal Studios. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Overpriced, rather. And just on the flaming mo, have I done my flaming mo at Universal Studios rant? Not recently. It, it is pathetic. It is a fucking orange drink. The original flaming mo is purple. Yep. It is not on fire. It's got, like, yep. dry ice in it or something. And it's not alcoholic. Yeah. No, I can appreciate it's not on fire. Okay, fair. That's hard. And things have to be, you know, it's a dangerous thing to have around. Okay, fair enough. But not purple and non-alcoholic. Yeah. How much cough syrup's in there? Zero. Uh, we didn't try one, right? No, I'm pretty sure we did, because otherwise, how could we complain about it? <laughs> I just saw him, and when I was like, fuck this. But we did try the Rip Witch, which was messy. Really? Mm. It was just a pulled pork sandwich, but it was Ooh, fine. The Harry Potter butterbeer stuff is just the bomb. Oh, my God. I almost the died. That was bomb. so sickly sweet. That was, yeah, disgustingly yeah. sweet. <laughs> I, I went to uni, uni Japan instead of Uni yeah, America. Maybe different, oh. different version, it, maybe. It was yours like a frozen Coke version? No, nah, it was no. Like incredibly sweet. It mm. was halfway between, like, for me, a creaming soda that had, like, a bit of like a Werther's original flavor yeah. Ooh, yeah, okay. and an all syrup super squishy. Yeah. Wow. It was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's sort of the same sort of that caramelly creaming mm. soda, like brown cream soda. Ladies and gentlemen, go out there and buy brown cream soda until you stack your pantries. You, you have to look hard and usually you get it like in the lesser supermarkets, your IGAs and friendly grocers and whatever. Schweppes. Sponsor us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Brown Creaming Soda. That's right. If you can find it, you drink it. <laughs> Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Zero. Merciful God, this is the first time. Yeah, this is the second time. I was so, I'm so are you okay? I was so excited when I actually first saw this episode pop up because I'm like, it's nice when the Simpsons shake up the format in the HD era and Butthood was a pleasant surprise for us. Mm -hmm. And the thought that they were gonna do this for Lisa again and that this is what they delivered. Yeah, they just so disappointing. structure it for fuck's sake. Wackiness. So is this a particularly cartoony episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Hell scene, yes. Um, Future Mo has spider legs, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was another thing I really hated was, remember, you know, when we go through Lisa's wedding and the future stuff is all kind of clever and funny, yeah. and in this, there's just, everything's robots now. Yeah, the Everything unpacking bots. And, and the rowing robot and, you know. Cycling just, robot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the hover treadmill. The hover treadmill. Yeah. Oh, that scene where Homer, yeah, he keeps telling the robot to shut up and it's like, once again, we as the audience are saying, yes, shut up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, and, uh, you know, roommate's telekinetic because all people in the future are well, telekinetic. Well, that's one of her sat scores. It's yeah. not, she majored in telekinesis. Yeah, but if she just said it would be fine, but then to float something and Just go, to prove it. You know, <laughs> telekinesis is when you move things with your mind. Like, well, I know. It's a, yeah, it's a real show and telekinesis joke. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Yay, reluctant applause. Yeah. You get a slow um, 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 but on that note, if the joke is that they're normalizing telekinesis as part of the SAT scores, she wouldn't have to show Lisa what telekinesis is. Mm. You should just be like, oh, telekinesis. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. I studied that. I took a you know minor. Yeah. So her telekinetic roommate as well was played by Kat Dennings. And why? Dude, there were just fucking. like fucking name drops everywhere. Yeah, and they all did nothing. Yeah. I couldn't pick a single one. So yeah. you might know Kat Dennings from Two Broke Girls and she was the funny girl in Thor. Yeah, I know Kat Dennings. She's nice. Who was the funny girl in Thor? Kat she, Dennings. Kat Dennings. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. like Natalie Portman's wacky scientist friend. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that guy's a real hunk. I bet you're going to sleep with him. Shut up. I am not. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's one of the broke girls. <laughs> I'm so broke. <laughs> Me too. I've never seen the show. <laughs> oh, no man. One has. This is perfect, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the show of you and me redubbing two broke girls. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
So the name drops as well. Norman Lear showed up in a cameo at the end when they rehashed the Those Were The Days uh, song from yeah. uh, All In The Family, the Archie Bunker thing. Yeah. Uh, Another show I've never seen. But apparently it's a worthwhile watch. Oh my God, All In The Family. Dude, if you're in that generation and it happened to be on, you'd walk past and be like, oh, there's that song again. That was the song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Valerie Harper, a semi-regular guest star on The Simpsons, returning as her first grade teacher, Mrs. Miles. Mm-hmm. Was Mrs. Miles been dropped before? Uh, no, Valerie Harper has. Yeah, I know, uh, I know yeah, that. Man. Yeah, yeah. That was another thing. I was like, "The fuck is this happening for? Why is hmm. there a, a new yeah. teacher?" No, well, not only that, we spend about five minutes on everyone forgetting Lisa's birthday, and then Homer yep. remembers Lisa's birthday, and yep. they all do. It was like, then why did we do any of that? Yep. Yeah, there's no like over arc with this episode. No, it's just stuff. Yeah, there's just all these little mini arcs that just don't feel satisfying. Well, it's just a progression from people have forgotten, people have remembered. There's mm-hmm. no sort of no conflict, no conflict. payoff, no nothing. It's just, yeah. I forgot your birthday. Well, good thing I remembered it now. That's, That's show. the story. Yeah. What a great story, folks. See, I kind of liked the line of even Homer going, oh, Lisa, you forgot your birthday. Yeah, but then but, it's undercut by Bart going, we all forgot. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. stick to your premise. God damn it. Another guest star, because this actually ties into the wackiness. John Lovitz returns as Artie Ziff. Oh, I yeah. hated this bit so much. Because, okay, so Lisa goes through Marge's cupboard and finds somehow this digital photo that which, was taken. A, which time period are we in yeah, at this? Exactly. How is there a young Artie Ziff in a photograph that can talk to her now because it's somehow been recorded and it's like a iPad thing? It's like, but that technology didn't exist mm. in whatever time period this was. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah and it's all just to have him go oh he might she might leave homer oh my i'm in yay and it's like i fucking know <laughs> like it's john lovett's hard on cash because <laughs> like in the hd era they've been bringing back him and llewellyn sinclair just for these little bits and maybe then, he's just like you're gonna put me in an episode and you're gonna like it that was good <laughs> yeah you're on fire today man <laughs> acting <laughs> who f- Fucking signs your own autograph, lecherously yours. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marge, yeah, signed that pre-breakup letter as bitterly yours or whatever. Bitterly uh, yours, but I'm still yours. People are really getting into their adverbs. Yeah, adverb. It's it's Adding. you're describing the verb you're doing. Oh. I bitterly ran to the shops. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> I furiously podcasted. <laughs> Uh, and the last guest star was Kip Lennon, no relation to John. Or Jack. Or Julian. So who did he play? He played, and this was interesting, I didn't actually know this, he was the Michael Jackson impersonator uh, from right. Stark Raving Dad, who did Michael Jackson's singing voice because, yeah. as we know, Michael Jackson back then was contractually obligated not to sing on anything, so while he, Michael Jackson did an uncredited speaking wait, role in wait, Stark wait, Raving wait, Dad... Wait, 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 Did you say Michael Jackson was contractually obligated not to sing on anything? Yeah, Pro- only things that the studio oh, were publishing. Oh, he's contractually obligated not to sing on things except for the things that he's contractually obligated yes to th- sing on. Yeah. Yes. All right. But he was allowed to do the speaking role on The Simpsons. But not sing. But, but he's dead sing. now. But he's dead now, so fuck that guy. And also, for other reasons, fuck that guy. So Kip Lennon, in that role, did his singing voice. And I didn't know this. He was also the voice of Leon Kampowski in that episode. Leon Kampowski, right yeah. at the end. I just started talking like this, and yeah. people seemed to like it. That's it. And so, yeah, he came back, and they did a reprise of Lisa, It's Your Birthday. Which was, like, almost sweet. 
Almost. Mm. Because for like a half second, Lisa starts enjoying it. And then she's like, oh, but now you're still going on. And the audience is like, yeah, they're still going on, aren't they? Yeah, the joke, like the point they're making is that it's the same old boring song that he sings to her every year. Does he bust Michael Jackson out of the insane asylum every year and sing the same old boring song? Is it the first time that he's done it in seven years? In which case, you know, fair enough. Yeah. That's an interesting thing to reprise. That's kind of sweet in a dumb way. But it's also starting out with Bart like randomly hitting the bin as the bongo and there's no rhythm yeah his I, rhythm was shit in the first one too sorry <laughs> yeah but not as shit yeah like they at least had the piano and stuff in it and they sort of built it up and then before you know it there's strings in it and stuff and then mm-hmm. credits yeah <laughs> scene but yeah it's a very much just like the flaming mo and what was the other throwback the song at the end yeah it's all just remember this remember this you like this you like this show movie is just uh, wow that it does feel like a movie it's yeah, like well, 19 hours of yeah we plot. were in it and you just turned and said i have no idea how long we've been watching this <laughs> is it 10 minutes or are, are we nearly done our credits about to roll and i was fucking right man like yeah. i still don't know if that point was 10 minutes or 28 minutes in <laughs> yeah it was just just, oh. Actually, I remember once when we were watching a bad episode with James from Pods in the Kia Springfield. Don't forget to like and subscribe. One of his quotes was, what is the nature of time? <laughs> <laughs> wow. He, he doesn't uh, fuck around. No. <laughs> Just lastly on the wackiness before we move on. Yeah, the fucking origin story overloads. Fucking, here's the story of Maggie's pacifier addiction. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they just had to drop everything in there, you know? Mm. I just read a note and I got angry again. <laughs> Ooh, uh, which me. was just Skinner's mother. Skinner's already oh, this freaking out weirdo God. about his mom. It's just, oh and it goes God. nowhere and lasts forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Lisa gets sent to his office and she's just like, oh, but I can't really tell you why I'm sad. Well, mother, 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 go. And it's like, why, why is this here? What did this do? This yeah. formed no function whatsoever. Like we've said on the podcast before, it's the Skinnerization. It's yeah. not necessarily the Flanderization. Yeah, like his very first introduction of the mother thing, we like the psycho bit on the hill. Yeah. That's incredible. Very subtle, yeah. You don't yeah. need to like ham it in again. It's been hammed in, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm. All of this shit's been introduced. It's all introduced. There's nothing. It's almost like this show's been on for thirty years. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, it has. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon, Simpsons season thirty-one. We'll be indexing it till the day we die. No oh. way, die. <laughs> and the origin story of Lisa's red dress. I wear blue all the time. Oh, not today. I'll just wear red just this once. She really didn't give a shit that her favorite dress broke. She just like forgot about it straight away. (laughs) Much like the the plots of this episode. Yeah. They didn't give a shit. Oh, and then she's like, I can't believe everyone forgot my birthday. Well, except Luigi. He always remembers. And then Luigi's standing next to her. I'm in your room with a pizza with candles on it. And here's this guy from your elementary school who's also here with cupcakes. Everybody birthday. Yeah. Someone you clearly haven't seen since first grade. Yeah. He never turns up in any of the middle years. No, good old Hubert Wong. Hubert Wong still brings those same old cupcakes. It's the only recipe he knows how to make. Yeah. Learned from his mother. The only recipe she knew how to make. Yeah. He should put that in his Harvard admission letter. Yeah, Wong family Harvard. cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, heart. Nope. Nope. It cries for this whole, like, Lisa being a baby, looking at the sun, going, light, light. But what does that mean? That's not tied to anything. Euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> She's making up words. Yeah. And it's like, Boo. yeah, it thinks it has heart with this Homer looking at little Lisa in a crib. And, and and then fantasizing about Einstein and his light shoes. Yeah, or if we'd, like, cut back and that the whole thing had been, you know, Homer talking about, oh, I wonder what's going to happen to you in the future, and then we start going through timelines, okay. Yeah. But it's just a thing that's there. Lisa could... is a baby. Oh, you, you have feelings now, get it? Because she's a baby. It's like, no, that's not yeah. how it works. Yeah. Mm. 
This is a drawing of a baby. I don't give shits about it. And they try to shoehorn a bit of heart in at the end with like Lisa going backwards through her life going, yeah, it's been a pretty good life up until this point. And it's like going for that sweetness. But yeah, again, because it wasn't built up, those like individual moments that they're calling back to just don't feel like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Heart. P- point is, heart. Hey, ho, there we are. Her trying to save their marriage. Her trying to get him to quit drinking. Him being like, oh, I've got to quit the drinking. There's so many points here. They're clearly reaching for heart. And like, you can't just say, well, we should make them cry now. Let's make them feel something. And that's done. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So they're going, you know, you can't have an episode without a bit of heart. So we're going to have we're gonna have Homer resolve to stop drinking. It's like, okay, but what is that tied to? Not, what do you mean? I've, I put the heart in. I put the words. <laughs> yeah. It says, Homer, oh, I'm going to stop drinking. That's it. That's it. I'm done. Goodbye. I'm going to take my check now. (laughs) That's it. This episode doesn't work on its own. It requires a lot of previous Simpsons knowledge, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but for all these individual stories to mean anything, you have to have already done the work as a Simpsons fan. Yes. And we've sort of seen that- And if you've done all the work, you don't need to see it. Yeah, Yeah. you know how overhashed every single step is. Yeah. So that's the heart for you. <laughs> Ultimately, though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? It felt like 14 episodes of The Simpsons at the same time. It felt like something that had cut The Simpsons' face off and was wearing it for its <laughs> face, going, I'm wow. your Simpson. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh, it felt like, you know when fans try to write an episode of the thing they like mm-hmm. and they just try to point all the things in to look like... They try like to shove everything in? Everything in, mm. yeah. That's what it felt like. Ooh, ooh, here's this bit. Ooh, here's that bit. That bit. I love that bit. No, this bit, I have to put it as my favorite. Yeah, so I'm going to love in. that. <laughs> my mum loves this bit, so I'm going to put that in my episode. <laughs> and what if Mo had spider legs? Yeah. <laughs> so there's just yeah. so much shit, it literally distorts time, space time. Yep. You know, like a weight on a rubber sheet. Yeah. And look, in terms of like feeling like the show as well, like these format breaking episodes, they can still feel like The Simpsons, but. Structure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. It's just too messy to Why? feel like anything. Why did it chop its shit into pieces? <laughs> um, chop my shit into pieces. pieces. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, why the memento bullshit? Why the why the why the chop around the in non-linear? Time. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, like none of those things needed to be out of order, mm. and it doesn't add any sort of like. It's not a sort of confused mystery where that adds to the sense of. It doesn't add anything. Moving the timeline around gives us nothing. Well, I mean, I, I don't think the Harvard admission letter was a bad framing device. It's no, just the. But if they'd stuck to it. But if there was no arc, like, yeah, between the Lisa birthday thing and the Homer quitting drinking thing, it isn't an overarching theme. So then it's a messy Harvard admission letter. Then they shouldn't let her in. It's a really <laughs> messy letter. Is her letter, when I was a kid, they forgot my birthday, but everything's good now? Is that is yeah, that, what, pretty is much. that why I should let you into Harvard? <laughs> yeah, it was when I was seven, everyone forgot my birthday, but yep. then my dad remembered. Yep. And they sang me, uh, they put candles in my Fruit Loops. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> the end. I did kind of like actually her blowing out the candles and they just all sort of fell in the like, cereal. There, there are maybe points here and there that could have worked if I wasn't having such a miserable time. Yeah. Let me into Harvard. <laughs> and then Harvard sends her a drone that shoots the other drones from the other universities. Yeah. Wacky. Ah, step back wacka, to wacka, wacky. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Um, <laughs> and they're like, they made this big deal about pressing the instant accept button. <gasps> wow, they have an instant mm. accept button. Yeah, fucking everyone does. It's called clicking the mouse on your fucking computer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it would be harder and slower to send a drone than it would an email. The fuck is this? Oh, it's so futurismo. Everything's robot. <laughs> yeah, computers, they're a thing of the past. We have big round buttons like a Bugs Bunny movie. Yeah. 
Oh, and while we're talking about feeling and character integrity and also a little bit of wackiness on the side, Homer turning into Grandpa. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> fuck off, mate, mate. I I get the joke. I see what they're going yeah, for. Yeah, fine concept. Just do it and be done. Don't spend six years doing it. Yeah, and like, it's fun to do the bit with the voice actor, change the voice, blah, 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 blah. But chopping between the voices like five times mm. back to consecutively, I don't like it, man. You should have just sort of slowly trailed into one and just stayed there for a while. Yes. So many bites of that shitty little rotten apple. Back and forth and back and forth and meh. Well, it was already so rotten because we already had a grandpa rant in this episode. And, yeah. you know, you shouldn't have more than one, even if one of them is Homer being grandpa. Uh, mm. fuck it. And then, yeah, ended on the depressing note with Grandpa on his deathbed. Yeah, I know. Oh, God, that was sad. That shot of Grandpa on his deathbed, which may, might just be his regular bed, but he was clearly not mm. doing well. Well, I mean, mind you, he was just hooked up to a breathing machine, and I am every Bleak. night as well. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> this episode brought to you by CPAP machines. Mm. Get them if you snore. So, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? No. Only to mock it. Yeah, to mock it, critique it. I actually quite enjoy doing this again, talking shit about it, but I'm, I, no, not if it means watching it. Sorry, I changed my mind. No, to me, this is something that they should actually show in Harvard as a, you know, this is what not to do. You know? Oh, yeah, like in a filmmaking yeah, it's cr- great. criticism. It's great what not to do script writing example. Yeah. Can I say we left out her meeting a fantasy boy at Harvard ah. whose dad is like a 30 billionaire and he's like, can we make out? And she's like, stay here. I've got to duck out of this fantasy. Fix my parents' relationship. Well, can we see other people? And then she like fantasizes the building's Bring- falling on him. It's like, but you fantasized him asking. I know. Mm. And then someone holds up a sign and says, $30 billion won't rebuild this college. What, like, what, 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 the, what college what comments? Kind of, uh, oh. And yeah, uh, how does she make the thing fall? It's either an I Dream of Genie or a Bewitched. I Dream of Genie because Bewitched is the nose. Yeah. yeah. Also, now that I'm on a roll here, there were a lot of really sloppy kissy noises in this episode. Ooh. Yeah, Bart really does some sloppy. making out and they're really... Bart's mm. making out is really n- mouthy and noisy. Smooching her like a mule eating an apple. Homer and Marge making out as they like get down to bed... They were really noisy and sloppy. They're usually a lot more... So I'm quickly just thinking back to that Bart bit, because that whole point of that scene is he says to Lisa, I've known you your whole life, and you know what? You belong here. And it's like, but why? Like, just like the heart, it just yeah. he thinks that saying that line is giving it purpose and meaning. It's like, no, there's nothing, no build, no he nothing. He saved everything. Ah! Yeah. Still yeah. angry. Gonna be angry for a while. Yeah, disappointed. <laughs> disappointed! BT, what would you change? Everything. <laughs> no, just pick a point and stick to it. Pick a timeline and stick to it. Pick a framing device and stick to it. Rather than have mm. three of everything, have one. And that's all you need. Have it about Lisa, eight years old, deciding to get ahead by starting work on her college admissions essay now. Maybe this is her eighth birthday and everyone's forgotten. And she's also talking about the time they forgot last year and the year before that. And that's your framing device. And then don't go to Harvard. Or if you do, have it be a flash forward right at the very end. Mm. But just give it structure. Give it a point. Something. Danny, I want to see more of that lesbianism. <laughs> no, no. I'm just, uh, I actually kind of think he's right. Don't go to the future. All that Jetsonsy robot shit. You don't need that there. It's almost certainly not going to be there in what the in the in 2020. Whenever she goes to uni, yeah. 
So yeah, get them off that crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they went a little overboard on trying to th- like trying to date the references, like the those are the days thing when they're like, hey, everyone remember Nirvana? Remember how <laughs> modems tried to connect to the internet? Oh, fucking modem joke. I know. How desperate are they to appeal to the thirty somethings? It's so much. It's so too much. And the whole episode felt like that to me. All the past things were like, remember the past? Remember the mm-hmm. past? Hey, mm. past. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need that. Just sit in a pocket, you know, and just enjoy. Just enjoy. I quite like Beach being like, have young her start her college letter. Dear da 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 da. By the time you read this, I'll be fully grown. But right now, mm-hmm. I'm a young girl with hopes and dreams. I reckon that can be great. Cause Lisa, I was saving this big rant for a better <laughs> episode, but. To me, Lisa is who you are supposed to be, you know, Mm. in The Simpsons, always. Lisa and Marge, in fact, are the ones you're supposed to empathize with. She's, like, struggling with her family that run around, don't respect her, and her house is falling down, and the husband's a drunk, and she's, like, ignored by her. She's smarter than everyone around her, and she's da-da-da-da-da. And you're not supposed to be Bart and Homer. They're, like, comic relief. They're dumb, and they're running around, like, bullying their teeth, and they laugh, and they're blah 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 You're meant to love them. You're meant to want to be them. Yeah, Mm. whereas Lisa, she's not like a Mary Sue character. She's like where the writer inserts himself as Mm -hmm. like, check out how cool and dark and mysterious I am with my trench coat and like fringe over one eye. Self-insert characters. Self-insert characters. Lisa's like the opposite of that, a Sue Mary, where it's like they're the one that the writer thinks they really are, you know? Sue Mary? I hardly know her. She's the she's the girl that was intelligent and overlooked and emotional and creative and likes music and wants to go to college and wants to make something of herself and she feels like the rest of her family don't blah 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 blah, blah. You, you know what I mean? Lisa's the character that's supposed to be you. Yeah. Mm. I didn't get that out of this. <sighs> this could have been a good episode. Yeah. You know? I think that's the most frustrating part is there are good ideas in yeah. this shit pile. Yeah. You don't need any of this shit. Snip yeah. 98 years out of this 20-minute story, and it should end with her letter getting on the desk of Harvard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It shouldn't end with them accepting her. It should end with, here's the letter. Well, I mean, like I was saying before, that's why the third act felt like, and then, because yeah. Yeah. we've essentially, yeah, we've resolved the framework of those flashbacks mm with the Harvard admissions letter by her getting in. By midpoint, we have completely disregarded our framing device. Yeah. I think that's why the episode felt so long, because, yeah, we've essentially gone over the point of the framework Mm -hmm. justifying the jumps around in time. We're on a completely new thing by the midpoint. And that doesn't even have an arc to it. It's like, yeah, like you said, she has a person that's like her that she hates and a person that like her that she likes, and then the episode's over. And are all three of them still rooming in the same room? Presumably. (laughs) (laughs) Unresolved. (laughs) And look, this is what I'd change about the episode. I agree. Yeah, it should absolutely end with the letter going on the desk and then going stamp approved or e-stamp approved or just opening it and you know what they're going to read it and yeah be, you know have it be she's going through all these things trying to write it and she's throwing out a missions letter after a missions letter mm. not happy with mm. it and at the end she's like you know what i'm still eight maybe i should better go live so i can have something to write about and nice. ends with her going outside and playing with her family Morris mm. gump ending yeah <laughs> the leaf the feather flies <laughs> away <laughs> um 
Oh, I love that song. So, Luke, I actually think there is potential for this episode to actually be about Lisa trying to help resolve her family issues in that, you know, Homer does drink too much and certainly as she gets older, it's going to be more of a problem for him keeping up his health. I mean, freaking hell, his hover treadmill is telling him he's about to die. So... I think there is a way for them to do that, but they need to make that the entire arc because yeah. it's a serious yeah. thing. It deserves serious time and commitment into the bit. Like, yeah. So maybe we go through a different age where she's trying to take care of a different family member and in the end she's like, no, they're going to be fine on their own and I just need to accept them. Or what about if it's young her writing about her fears i'm scared that his alcoholism will lead to an early grave i'm scared that this oh and then he finds the letter and that's the thing that like yeah Yeah. boy this is why you get a room of people when you're writing an episode to bounce (laughs) some ideas around so you don't end up with an incoherent pile of stupid that's it al jean get out of your fucking mcmansion (laughs) you know al jean is an anagram for ej anal (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) ej is a lot of that's what my dominatrix marked in her diary. <laughs> that's just a good kind of, that's what she said. <laughs> that's what my dominatrix put in her diary. <laughs> BT, any other notes? I have one because it was stupid and went nowhere. It's like, you can't park your car in the Harvard Yard. What the like, fuck was the was point it, of that? Was this whole bit meant to be he can't understand him? Because then he starts going through it slowly and he understands him just fine. It's like... <laughs> Boston accents. I guess. Like, fuck. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I've yelled at all my notes already. <laughs> Danny, any other bits from the episode you wanted to mention? Probably like 37. <laughs> There's just so much oh, yeah. garbage. The bits I completely forgot even happened. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, real. Well, it's time for my final notes. Now it's time and now it's time for his final, final notes. Elliot's final notes. Nice. I think we all cringed when Bart stabs Homer in the shin oh, with a pencil. That was my big note. Thank you. Yeah, because there's kind of this thing where he's going to go show his dad a drawing he did, but then he, Homer heaps all this praise on Lisa. Yep. Yeah. And so he obviously decides to do something bad to get attention instead. But again, nothing happens of that. Oh, Lisa's praise was totally deserved, mm. except he didn't just praise Lisa. He was like, oh, you're so much better than Bart the idiot. Yeah. That we had to pull out of the vagina by the elbow. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. I, that he came out elbow first. No, I, I remember the bit, but it was just like, okay. Why does that make him stupid? Yeah. So yeah, there's another dropped plot point where it's like kind of hinting at like Bart was overshadowed by Lisa's smartness. Yeah, him being resentful, blah, blah, blah. That pen stab, holy shit. Also, on that note, now that we're doing Elliot's final notes. Yeah. Um, Here's some more Danny final notes. Nah, I felt really uncomfortable watching grown-up Bart strangle Homer. That felt really like ugly to me, like a power imbalance. I don't even remember that. Grown up Homer strangling grown up Bart? No, no, after that, Bart starts strangling Homer. All right, I'm going to eat some crow here. In the first upload of this podcast, I made an edit here to say that Bart absolutely didn't strangle Homer, and Twitter user at Grant Prusy pointed out that Bart absolutely does strangle Homer, and he posted a screen cap, and I watched the scene again, and God damn it, I was wrong. So official apology to you, Danny, and thanks to Grant for pointing that out. I was wrong. You guys were right. Okay, back to the show. Wow, I don't remember that one, because no. I remember the one where Bart's like, ah, you're choking it's someone the who can that vote. that same scene. Oh, oh, and then he goes... Uh, we have to stop President Pre- Kid Rock. Yeah. Don't, Simpsons. You've done it once before. Don't fucking do it again. Oh, man. This was so early in the episode, I forgot yeah. but how much I hate that in, shit. In Kid Rock's defense, when he said he was going to run for Senate, he did come out and go, no, of course I was joking. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the world we live in. 
Mm. I didn't like how desperately they were like pointing out that Bart's an adult. Mm. Like, you're yeah. someone that can vote now, and you're tall, and you're in a house. Yeah, he goes, and oh, why are you little? It's like, I'm not little. I'm 20 years old, and I live at home. There. There, you know, why, mm. why, why that? I'm not little, I'm 20 years old and I live at home. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like, you know, I didn't get up this morning and go, oh, well, hi, Daniel Rosewell, my friend I've known since high school, and Elliot, good <laughs> to see you, housemate that we record a podcast with. You don't just state what you're doing. Yeah, especially here in the year 2019. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not little, I'm 20 years old is bad. That's bad writing. <laughs> and I live at home is totally Unrelated. To mm. be fair, I, I'm at the age now where I have to remind them, my parents how old I am. <laughs> to and be where fair. you live. <laughs> and where I live. <laughs> and what year it is. <laughs> You're choking a man that's able to vote. That changes this dynamic somehow. Oh. Ralph is still in second grade. His hair was garbage. It was weird. Speaking of hair, he's growing a mustache under his long nose. Uh, is it, does that mean penis? Or does that under, mean nose? Under his long nose. What? Where are your pubes? <laughs> On my shoulders where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> Along with his penises. Maybe he mean maybe it does mean nose then. I and maybe just, it means moustache. But why is I'm, long nose? I'm growing so moustache under my long nose. But surely that's just your nose. Oh, in the script, they forgot to put a space there. So I'm growing a moustache in front of my long nose became I'm growing a moustache in front of my long nose. Garbage. Oh, did that hair kind of remind you of Ben Stiller in Tropic Thunder? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, never go full R word. Yeah, <laughs> Republican. <laughs> Never no. go full Republican. One and the same. We actually had another guest voice actor in Kevin oh, Michael Richardson. <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah. Time for us to Michael Dan our Richardsons. <laughs> yeah, good old KMR was playing the voice of the letter Again, envelope. I almost like it was like, what's it say? I can't read. It's like, okay, fair enough. Mm. Uh, but especially yeah, in this like future world where everything is robots, was this real letter? Like yeah, yeah. I, like I didn't know if that was fantasy or not. Yeah, I liked the nicknames they had for the instruments. Like, oh, you can sure play that licorice stick, and yeah. Although that's in the distant future of robot times, and they're still using like '30s slang to talk about clarinets <laughs> and saxes. Yeah, the '30s didn't happen in the future. <laughs> For most jazz musicians, the 30s never stopped happening. <laughs> and that's happening with, like, several apostrophes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. H apostrophe, A-P-P apostrophe, E and apostrophe. As little vowels as possible and all the apostrophes. Yeah, fair enough. And on our perfectly legally acquired uh, file of watching this episode, yeah, a Survivor banner ad ruined a subtitle joke. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. She got perfect SAS scores on her telekinesis. She got SAT scores on learning to speak fluent cat. Yep. That's a bad joke. And so, yeah, the subtitle joke for us read, I'm glad to Survivor on at 7.30 tonight. On- <laughs> <laughs> We're all glad for Survivor time to rank this thing on the simpsons index we rank using our six point scale which starts down the bottom at failure maybe if the episode is just meh you give a participant but for the positive rankings you got okay bronze good silver excellent gold but for the best of the very best you give cubic zirconia i'm gonna go first let me show you how it's done i'm failing this one it fucked up every potential that it had in every way and we've written like five better episodes already fuck this piece of shit danny i also will fail this one I was just thinking just then, I mean, I don't really have to go into depth why to explain it. We've just done that for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking then, you know how I was talking about how it felt like a fan cramming all their favorite bits into a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, Good old fan cram. 
-hmm. Yeah, you know internet fans where they're like, what if Lisa could speak cat and she had a lesbian girlfriend that was psychic yeah. and they both played jazz instruments? Oh my God. So it's more like fanfic rather it's than a so fan episode. Fanfic. Yeah. It's so fanfic. Yeah, fail this shit. Yep. And BT finished it off. I'm also on a fail. This one isn't like one of those egregious sins. I'm not going to remember it terribly well, but it's just, it has no redeeming features. There's nothing I liked here. And it's just a squander of an idea over and over. And so formless and pointless and terrible. You could literally put a, several scripts in a blender and get something more cohesive. Mm -hmm. It was pretty though. Yeah, but you know, I like some smarts along with my pretty. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this will be a unanimous failure. We are giving this thing the, the index finger! finger! And it'll be our sixth episode from season 29 to receive a unanimous failure. <laughs> the the finger. And it'll be joining Treehouse of Horror 28. This is the one where Homer eats himself. Of course. <laughs> wow. Grampy, can you hear me? That's, um, fuck, I don't even remember. It's the Sophie's Choice episode. Grampy, can you hear me? That's not how Sophie's Choice goes. <laughs> Grampy, can you hear me? Choose which one of my children will live or die. Grandpa gets a hearing aid and finally hears what uh, everyone has been saying about him. Principal Skinner discovers that his mother kept a secret from him. Yeah, I remember that one. Do you remember what the secret was? No, it was stupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, Agnes teared up Skinner's admissions letter to college. Uh, 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 you mean Armand tore up? Tanzarian. <laughs> teared up. <laughs> what's, Turn it up, mate. What stuck out from this episode? Let's get turned up. Stuck it in. Sorry, spent too long on that. The old blue mare, she ain't what she used to be. That's one we reviewed with Pods in the Key of Springfield. That's where Marge uh -huh. becomes mayor. Mm. Uh, but she ain't what she used to be. Gone Boy, where Sideshow Bob uh, traps Millhouse and Bart in a nuclear bunker. Yep, 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 yep. And also Freak Gets Testy. Didn't uh, like that one at all. Not at all. Oh, it was Garbage. These are all garbage. Season yeah. 29, what are you doing with yourself? A garbage episode. And before we move on, we must ask, yes. is that reputation justified? All right. Yeah, we got a big one for this. <clears throat> Take your time. I just hope I can breathe. All right. No. I hope you can breathe. Justified. Justified. Reputation justified. Just compare it and we'll share it to the reviews that we find. Jump right in. It's not hard for the touch or wildcard. Are these reviewers good and pure or just shoveling manure? Den of Geek, IGN, AV Club. Let's get them in. We declare it now. Compare it side by side. So let's check the reviews. See how our ranks do. Justified. Justified. Oh, is that reputation? Reputation justified. Woo! I really want to know if it's justified. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> da -na -na -da. Da -na -na. Sorry, you got it. It's really catchy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well done. This is, I had to rehearse that one. That was hard. one take. I know. I'm proud. Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Dennis the Wildcard Perkins. He gave this episode a C. Huh. For cats. It's pretty low, isn't it? For AV Club, this is, yeah, failure, maybe shiny failure rating. He says, Algene's script sends us chasing these different aged leases through the years to no real purpose or effect. There are a few sweet moments that stand out more for their abrupt humanity in the face of the gimmickry as much as their emotional impact. Hmm. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> and Tony Sokol of Den of Geek. Tony. So, I, don't, I don't think we have a thing for Circle. Well, I normally circle? don't use his reviews because... Tony the Circle Circle. Thank you. Because <laughs> he is more of a feather touch than old mate Robert Canning. 
He wow. goes incredibly easy to the point that I just don't think it's fun to bring up his reviews because we're just going to shred the guy. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> he gave this episode 4.5 out of 5 stars. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm actually having a headache. Oh, God. <laughs> See, this is what? why I don't bring him up. Tony full used... circle circle. Ah. Uh, he's totally like Homer and seven thumbs up all the time. <laughs> Like, he says, Mr. Lisa's opus is an epic comedy film parody along the lines of... No, it's of, not. No, He's but, already wrong. Yeah. Along the lines of, but funnier on a line-by-line basis than last season's Barthood. No. No. <laughs> Even a short gag on an everlasting battle takes on historic relevance. The episode has its treacle, but Al Jean cuts it with brilliant subversion. Dan Castellaneta's voice of Homer is in its glory as a rapid-fire laugh delivery system. What, what the fuck is he watching? Yeah, no, don't put him on anymore. He's actually trolling. <laughs> yes. There is no way that review is legitimate. What rapid fire Homer delivery is he talking about? Uh, Homer's one... not really in this episode much. <laughs> line for line comedy? I thought they were going for like poignancy and heartfelt. I didn't yeah, land, yeah, that guy is definitely going... trolling. Mm. Oh, that's why I never bring them up because they're just so, just so off base all mm. the time. Oh, you know me. I don't like things that are off base. Yeah, you love base. Alright guys, put you through the ringer on that one. Let's do something good. Let's go to the teens era where we are going to watch The Mansion Family. Danny, do you have any idea what this episode is based on title alone? Uh, it's either like an episode of Clue with candlesticks and like kernel, kernel, mustard kernels. No, I do not. Did they mix Clue with Beauty and the Beast so the candlestick did it in the pantry with a candlestick? That sounds like an X-rated version. I mean, if you're a perv. Booty and the Beast. Boom! We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode, which was Season 11, Episode 12, The Mansion Family. First released in January of Ought, it was directed by Michael Polcino, written by... Wait a second. John John Schwarzwelder! Wait a second. You know, Charles Manson wasn't even in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Nor Sharon Tate. It's the Manson family. Oh. <laughs> what? You know, Adam's family. He is creepy and he's spooky. Yeah, he's pretty creepy. Does he still have the swastika? Yeah. I don't think he has much of anything anymore. Is he dead? Yeah. Oh, he's just in prison for life. No, he's dead. Prison with wife. He died in prison. So I guess he was in prison for life. Anyway, in this episode, yeah, this is almost the classic era one. This is the one where Mr. Bones goes to get his health checked at the Mayo Clinic and the Simpson family are put in charge of his million dollar mansion and Homer has the wildest box social on the high seas in international waters, which I'm- (laughs) Finally got to use that poster. (laughs) He looks so good on that penny far thing. Yeah. Hey guys, what do we think? A lot of fun. Yeah. I liked it and also thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. it's if you ever stop to think about any of it, it's it's, it's ludicrous, right? And its ending is also ludicrous, but also oh, thank God. fun. That's why I say almost a classic because yeah. it's a lot of fun, a lot of great jokes and stuff. But yeah, a lot of that teens era weirdness. That it's nonsense. In. Yeah, but it's awesome. Yeah, but it's nonsense. Well, let's hook into it and find out exactly why it is awesome and also nonsense. BT, for better or worse, what's a moment that stands out to you? Man, I think it's just going to be all the little lines in passing and their delivery, which is just so good. Like, you know, they're taunting the Coast Guard, and it's like, <laughs> we can't hear you. Come 400 meters closer. <laughs> just, you know, the little kind of, that slowly stated way you would say on a bullhorn, and also the kind of, like, 
just walk a little closer and we'll talk. <laughs> we just want a party. Maybe <laughs> this foghorn will answer your question. <laughs> like, that line could have tanked so hard, but it's just the delivery of it that's beautiful. And other things like that our Homer's calling Thailand. He's like, hi, Thailand. So was everything on your end. That's some language you got there. You talked about that 24-7, huh? <laughs> called the Yankees and told them to butt. And called the Queen and asked her, how's it going? Yeah, exactly. Little lines that could be really stupid if it wasn't for the really joyful delivery behind it. Yeah. What is a bunt, guys? It's where you just hold the bat and let the ball hit it. So, um, yeah, you don't swing. You just knock it. And they have to run forward to grab the ball because yeah. it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. they're all ready for you to knock it out of the park. If they're moving back to, on the assumption you're going to really hit it a far distance, you can uh, get them by having it hit it in front of you. Sports. Hmm. American relations with BT Klalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklalaklala
predictable. Perfect. And yeah, I mean, how often have we quoted the Three Stooges syndrome as well? Yeah. Like, oh, I, ahead. <laughs> I think we've even used it as a metaphor for like why some of the HD era episodes don't work. Yeah, is that, yeah so many things crammed in at once. <laughs> and yeah. this little cuddle bug is Homer's drinking problem that they're trying to shove in there at the same time. <laughs> this adorable guy is pancreatic cancer. <laughs> you mean I have juvenile diabetes? Yes. <laughs> Hysterical pregnancy? That, a little a bit. A little bit. <laughs> we've used that one as well. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, I'd love the dimensions on a little bit because, you know, there's the great saying in music, uh, being in tune is like being pregnant, you either are or you aren't. So to be a little bit pregnant (laughs) and a male and it's hysterical pregnancy. (laughs) Indestructible. (laughs) Play count. How many times have you seen this episode? All the... Damn, I can't do it. How does that work? doesn't work. All the time shoved into the door. Yeah, it's weak. I have seen it a blurst of times. Yes. I have seen it a box social. (laughs) <laughs> there you go i cannot put a number on this like this has easily been one of my favorite episodes of the teens era mm-hmm. i still remember actually the first time that i saw it which was in a foxtel marathon i was hung over hanging out at my friend redacted's house and like Dude, don't get redacted in trouble okay <laughs> is there a silent p in redacted mm, no not in the way like, she spelled it like in ter- oh, he Teredact- or he <laughs> Redacted can be a girl's horror voice name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's Swedish. Wait, were you saying as in pterodactyl? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. Shout out to Redacted. (laughs) You know who you are. Yeah. And you know what you did. Wackiness. Is a big one? Yeah, yeah. Quite a lot. The net floats. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was lucky. Oh, the poor people on the bottom. They're the greatest heroes of all. They were. <laughs> Something's glowing up my like, Oh, it stopped. Or uh, the seed filler at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we forget that old people are still alive. I told you. Well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I almost forgot that was the same episode. I know. Yeah. Uh, long time ago, but good uh. Or grandpa sitting down when they get up to 80 years and standing up again when he gets to 90 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And in this scene, had the one guest star of this episode... Teen sensation, Britney Spears. Teen sensation, Britney Spears? Yeah. It's a good bit as well. I like how slowly there's this less Kent Brockman dialogue. Oh, yeah, that was great. And just how kind of begrudged he is about it. Yeah, that's right. They're doing like the trading off a couple of words each, and then by the end, it's just the. (laughs) His expression changes. He's watching the teleprompter. He's like, her line, her line. (laughs) The. (laughs) Don't you give me the kiss of death, you black widow. (laughs) So, yeah, I worked it out. Yeah, she would have been roughly 18 or 19 at this time as well. Well, um, and that was in January of ought, and now is the year of our Lord 2019. Yeah, this was like half her life ago. That means mm. she's 2,000 years younger. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Celebrity ages, man. It's, it's worth mm. What's the moment of the story that stood out to you for better or worse? Now, I didn't write my own speech, but <laughs> just a second. Abracadaver. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, that was so good. Sunshine, puppies. Psh. This speech is over. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I remembered at the time I was like, oh, well, that's clearly going to be the best part of this episode, hands down. And then just like, wow, rest of the episode happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All very, very funny jokes. Like this is, yeah, got a real John Swartzy shine on it, even if it is like one of his more wackier outings. Mm. <laughs> mm. He definitely cut loose. Yeah. Huh? Foot loose. Take off your Sunday shoes. Well, they also cut net loose. Oh, my. Everybody Come on, cut, then. everybody cut, net loose. <laughs> what are we up to? I lost Wackiness. Track. <laughs> Wackiness. Well, speaking of the net, there were the pirates. There were the pirates with four birds, <laughs> and then Homer just like, 
animal violence all over the place. To be fair, he was yeah. trying to punch the guy, not the birds. Was he? Yes. I know when you're in a boss fight, you're supposed to take out the underlings first, yeah, so there's less things attacking <laughs> you at one time. the weak point. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The glowing yellow things were on, on his shoulders. So what about the whole uh, Homer's attempt at escape? He's like, ah, rope berm, uh, Charlie horse, Charlie horse, ow, my mouth. And just oh drops the knife God. into his head. Hit, oh my, that, that hand stab. <laughs> Homer getting stabbed, I'm not on board with yeah. today. Um, <laughs> it's just everything goes so very wrong. His so plan wasn't quickly. great, though. No. He runs past them, climbs further up onto the ship, onto a rope, then back down at them. What? Where was he going? Errol Flinning. He was Errol Flinning. As in, Errol. you need a chandelier for yeah, that. True. Errol Flynn's what? <laughs> yeah, the song. Oh, Errol, I would do anything to be just like him. It's a Australian classic, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Errol Flynn is the guy that played like chandelier swinger number yeah. one. Swashbuckling oh. pirate dude on some uh, early you know movies. Oh, right. And has the name Errol Flynn. How is that not grand? Yeah, he sounds Errol. like he's fl- flown around the world in his own little biplane. Yeah. <laughs> My biplane. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You, can, you can just cut me out of your lives. <laughs> you got it with the little biplane. It's like, Look at my little plane. <laughs> but yeah, while we're here, Homer's little party on the high seas as well, and the simple joys of a monkey knife fight. <laughs> Fuck, there is a lot of animal violence yes. in there. There is. With it, but its name is Furious George. <laughs> it's yeah. a great pun. What have they done to your beautiful face? Withers, this monkey is going to need most of your skin. <laughs> beautiful. I know I've quoted that infinity times. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the wackiness of the pirate's entrance and Homer just thinking yeah. he can put them off screen for a little bit and come, come back, back and they'll be gone again. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, and when he's like, he leaps up on and grabs the rope, he's like, I'm going to kill you. And you. It's that guy who's off reference. Oh, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, he's just the observer smoking his little pipe. So how about some of the wacky moments inside the mansion before they get out on the HMS Gone Fission? Well, let's see. Ming Vei's on narrow column, not knocked over. <laughs> Priceless coins, not used in vending machine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely. That felt like entrapment from Burnsy. Like, I oh, I know. I mean, I do like, he's like, Mr. Burns, pirate stole your yacht. Well, I suppose some things are inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Prince Charles. I'm Princess Diana. <laughs> I'm drunk. That was really good. Well, I mean, I, I, I method act, so... Oh, and Bart trying to find the safe <laughs> behind the painting. Yeah. Close that door. <laughs> oh, there are just so many good things. The fact bits. that he's a beef eater as well, just <laughs> of all things to have in there. I never understood that name. Well, they feed bees. <laughs> uh, they're not entirely sure. They think it may have come from once upon a time the uh, royal guards were paid in beef rations. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they were beef eaters. But no one's 100% certain if that's true. Right. History, it's a weird place. Yeah, because I knew it was a brand of gin. It is, because they also may have paid them in gin and beef. Mm. You know, They don't actually feed bees. I was just how, yanking your crank. How very British. <laughs> yeah, there's two versions of the story that I had to believe. Uh, <laughs> well, you've done a great job guarding the crown jewels. Here's your beef and gin. You know, Britain, apparently. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Governor. Close that door. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, was that a mink belt inside the car that um, <laughs> Do like Homer was driving? Ah, sound <laughs> as he unclips it. Yeah. Oh, so does that mean there were two minks, or is that just one really long mink that's going through the seat as well? I assume it's one really long one. Yeah, they call them a mink. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Editing note: cut him out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> How about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? No, it's not going for it. I mean, Homer's desperation to be a big shot is something, but I mean, it's not dwelled on too long. Mm. It really isn't. Like, 
He um, does that slide down the banister of, look at me, I'm a billionaire, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. But I do like the subversion of the heart moment of Marge being like, I love you no matter what, and then, hey, there's another <laughs> way on the yacht. <laughs> yeah, that was some great subvert. I did sort of feel they were trying to build up. He's so settled into the millionaire's lifestyle, he won't know how to give it up when he has to give it up. Yeah. I wouldn't say it yanked on my string, though. No. I don't know if it it would have improved the episode if they hit on it more, though. I think it's just kind of a background thing. It's the kind of story that more contextualizes than is the actual focus. Well, that's it, because, like, I don't think the first act was like a fuck you or anything with mm. the award ceremony, because, yeah, it does show that Homer's dissatisfied and it yep. sets up Burnsy being old. So I think it was completely functional in that way. Now that I've won the award for oldest man, I'm starting to realize <laughs> I'm not a young man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a wake up call he needed. <laughs> Look, I'm just feeling like, would a storyline be detracting from this episode? Like, if there was a point to this, wouldn't mm. you spend less time just kind of paying attention to the zingers flying at you? Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's getting rid of all that unnecessary story just so we can tell some great mm. jokes. Yeah. Like Shadow of the Colossus, removing all the unnecessary elements and pruning it back to just its gameplay mechanics. I was <laughs> watching a review of that recently. Okay. I have reviews of that, personally. Haven't you finished it like six times yes, now? I, yes, I have. It's still on my PlayStation, isn't it? I yes, should it give it a go. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could set up this whole dual emotion thing with Burns, you know, realizing he's gotten to be the oldest man and, you know, what did I do with my years? Yeah, have a kind of a rosebud thing of all this money and I'm still getting old and going to die. Meanwhile, Homer's all, oh, I have all this money now. And yeah, they can learn a little from each other. You know, Homer's take time of the precious thing because all of a sudden you're the oldest man and Burns is like, oh, I should have a little more fun. Yeah, but they went with the alternative version of... (laughs) Mm. (laughs) they've already learned from each other they've done that one haven't they yeah yeah so it could happen but would make better no probs (laughs) (laughs) i hate myself sometimes but yes you know would you watch this one again yeah sure absolutely yes i would can play it at a box social oh well yeah what playlist would we put this in Party! Or party. Mm, no keggers, no hootenannies, <laughs> no shindigs, no box socials. <laughs> oh, that is such a good run of party, uh, yeah, uh, what's the word, yeah. uh, synonyms. Yeah. Sinonames. Sinonames. Names? Cinnamons. Mm. <laughs> yes. Party cinnamons. Playlist. Playlist. Boats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pirates. Are there pirate episodes? There are a lot. I know there's pirate fantasies, like when Bart thinks about burying the treasure. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> could spend it on things, you know, things we like. <laughs> There's the other ones where they move into the mansion. There's that one where he drowns a dolphin in the hot tub. Yeah, you mentioned that. that one. <laughs> Is this the one where Bart drowns a dolphin? I, I don't remember that one. Beach? I have no idea what you're talking about. In the hot tub. they pour. He pours Gatorade in the hot tub. with. He's like, ha- no, maybe it's a dog, not a dolphin. <laughs> There's a bit where Santa's little helper is in the hot tub and not having a good time. He's like, look how rich I am. My dog has his own jacuzzi. No, it's there's something about it turns out that dolphins can't breathe Pepsi Max. If you fill your jacuzzi with Mountain Dew, a dolphin can a, do- a dolphin doesn't like it anymore. I'm, I'm Googling on the index. I swear. I swear, guys. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to call like two of the three zeros in case we need an ambulance oh, for you. man. Because this <laughs> might be a stroke. I don't know. I believe you. You guys are the experts here. If, if you guys don't remember it, maybe, maybe I did maybe, just have maybe, a dream maybe it's an where H- Bart murders a dolphin maybe in a jacuzzi in, full of Mountain Dew. Maybe it's an HD, uh, you know, episode and we don't remember it terribly well, you know? Yeah, honestly, given the HD episodes, I'm like, which ones were a fever dream? Which ones happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one definitely happened, though. 
Okay, part two of fact-checking Danny in this episode. Look, I'm sorry, buddy. I believe you. I believe that this happened, that Bart would drown a dolphin in a hot tub in Gatorade in Mountain Dew or any of that. But unfortunately, in my research, I can't find what you're referencing. And it's not made easier by the fact that there's a very famous Treehouse of Horror segment with the dolphins and Mountain Dew versus Club Collage. And also when you search Gatorade and Dolphins, it generally comes up with the football team from American football. So listen, you at home, if you know what Danny's talking about, if you know the episode that this is from, please let us know on the social medias and we'll do our best and try and send you a prize or something. All right, back to the show. Oh, any musical moments that stood out to you guys? Oh my god, the index is covering the doobs. Yeah, I had no idea until today that it was a Doobie Brothers song. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was made up specifically by the Coast Guard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was saying it to Shag before. I thought Homer's line there was like, the Coast Guard is covering the doos. And I'm like, no, he's covering the wow nows. (laughs) But no, he was saying covering the doobs. The doobs. You learn something new every day on the Simpsons Index. There we go. So yeah, Doobie Brothers, China Rock. I think I'm going to listen to that one. Good old, good old fucking clave rock, right? Maybe this foghorn will answer your question. Oh man. BT, what would you like to change? I kind of want to change the ending. It's really the only part of this that doesn't hold up terribly well of just... The net floats and the people on the bottom drown and they get back to shore and everything's fine. Again, it's a joke factory, so it doesn't really matter, but it is very rushed and very sudden. And if you're going to look at any kind of real problems in this episode, it's probably that. How you resolve it, I don't know. Mm. But um, especially that late in the episode to have that issue come up. But, you know, pay me and maybe I'll get an idea. <laughs> You've heard it here first, Simpsons Index listeners. Pay Beach. And maybe he'll get maybe, an idea. Maybe. I'm not guaranteeing anything. Danny, what would you like to change? I sort of want it to get wrapped up with the pirates and the international water somehow. Like, they marry the cow, or there's got to be some sort of tie-in to all the other boats there. Yeah, um, they all come to the rescue or something. Yeah, I feel like it should be winning over the pirates, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they're all like, you know, hey, we just wanted to go out on someone else's yacht. Technically, we stole this, so, you know, we're not too different, you and I, pirates. And they're like, ah, oh, well, I guess you guys just want to have fun like we do. Why don't you go home with your lives and we'll steal this yacht? We were here to rob you, but it does look like you've taught us how to party. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, and then they're like, ah, oh, do, 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 do. Yes. Do, 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 do. Yes. And the birds are all, <laughs> yeah, so we get like a Who Likes Short Shorts ending. Yes. <laughs> Party down. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know why I suddenly had this urge to have the pirates want to like wear a schoolgirl dress and marry an octopus or something. Um, you know the one where Chalmers is like running around in a schoolgirl yeah. dress with nunchucks? He's like, this used to just be a small part of my life. Yeah, don't kink shame me. Because <laughs> they didn't really go that deep in like the debauchery you know mm. there's this it whole was all about the drinking yeah we're on international waters you can do literally anything and <laughs> kicks him in the nuts <laughs> <laughs> real mature lenny i like to think that's him getting homer back for punching him in the back of the head for no reason that's fair <laughs> 
Okay, so turns out the pirate just wants to wear a school dress and marry an octopus. Yeah. Homer teaches them how to party, so they don't need to steal anymore. They can party. Um, they all go back into the Coast Guard. They're all singing and dancing. And then just as the freeze frame, they snap the cuffs on him because they're back inside the waters. And then you get one of those, you know... Homer went back to his life, freeze frame kind of moments yeah. where he's still drinking beer today. <laughs> Mr. Burns still has all these diseases, but the he monkey. Don't care. Yeah, Does the monkey he... needed most of Smithers' skin. Yeah. The pirates learned to party down. Yes. <laughs> mm. Forget about me. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. <laughs> oh, you change. Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just for the idea of coming up with something creative and different of my own. I don't know. Can Burns come in at the end? No, maybe. And he teaches everyone how to party down. Yeah. No, Ooh. I like the idea of more things ending with people learning to party down. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Burns arrives home. He yep. sees his yacht's missing. He's like, Smithers, the backup yacht. And, you know, it's a similar thing, like the bed that fucking <laughs> yeah. Oh, incinerates. That's wackiness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Incinerate the old bed, get a new one, never have to make a bed. Fucking yep. genius. Wasteful and practical um so yeah he gets the backup yacht and then he goes out and then he does the rallying speech you know to unite the evildoers and can i have another go yeah, yeah. please i hate my go <laughs> alternate finish but we, i still yeah. like our previous finish yeah. we've got to finish with the ferris bueller thing where he has to race across town to get back into bed before Burns gets back home <laughs> he's got like the the homer snoring thing that turns on when he opens the door yep. and he's racing through the girls thing and yeah. parting down the hallway and he's like stops to say hi to the hey, girls how you doing homer simpson how you doing <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes i know the bit man i love it go go <laughs> leaps back in just in time burns opens the thing you got to have that moment where he's made it back in time burns mm -hmm. open the door and nothing's wrong and then suddenly there's like pirates and skirts and octopuses and monkey knife fights everywhere. You know, it's going to yeah, hang for yeah. a moment and then be undercut. Hang for a moment, it's like, I made it. And then like the yacht crashes through the front door. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> somehow. And, and then it's pirate party dancing everywhere. Yeah, da everybody da party down. down. Like when Stu has a sexy party. <laughs> cool. I like this episode. <laughs> this has just evolved into chaos, though. Yes. That's what this Delicious episode was. Chaos. Yeah. BT, any other notes? Marge just donated the most blood and then passed out, and Homer just reaches, just slapped his hand out of the way. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like one of those instant payoff brain damage jokes that I don't like, but I did yeah. like the slap. But at least, you know, losing blood, you would be immediately a woozy at random points. Yes, but points why immediately? Oh, yeah. Just randomly. It's, it's, just it's conveniently the after saying. Yeah. Yeah, instant payoff. Dislike. Shut up, Netface. Uh, yep. yep. And I never yep. tried cantaloupe. Honeydew is the money melon. Which is bullshit. <laughs> fucking, I agree with everything that Bojack says. Why the fuck does anyone like honeydew? Why, anytime cantaloupe gets invited to a party, it thinks it can invite its dumb friend honeydew. Because honeydew is a subtle flavor. Uh, fuck. I actually don't like melons that much, i got to be honest. And finally, sorry to hear about your news. Do you know how many eggs it laid in your brain? <laughs> I'd rather not know. Frankly, one is too many. <laughs> He's right. I know, it's well, a great line. Yeah, hopefully when he's getting the skin grafts, they can take care of that. I mean, presumably they did, or they've got another Smithers clone. <laughs> oh, yeah, from the downstairs basement of the cloning. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's a thing. Mm. Danny, any other notes? 
We didn't mention him swirling the glass full of like, was it scotch? It was brandy. Brandy. Oh God, there was like a whole bottle in that one glass. It was right to the top. That's why the one glass pretty much put him out of commission. Yeah. I have a false memory of this episode. Like I keep thinking there's a moment there that someone catches fire, like from yeah all the brandy swirling. Mm. But yeah, that's a different one. There's yeah. plenty of fireplace episodes. But yeah, True. do you guys remember how he got the brandy as well? He jimmied open Mr. Burns' well, liquor cabinet. Jimmy is such an ugly word. <laughs> Unless you're talking about Jimmy Smith. <laughs> we prefer James. <laughs> oh, also, the Pope has gas from eating too much chili. And Fidel Castro laughs at him. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently he's got his own. <laughs> type in the car with you, Fidel. <laughs> Fart like a... Yeah, all the cigars, Fidel friend. would be a stinky boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the intestinal tract of a communist right there. <laughs> wow. He farts and he's like, ah, equal share for everyone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody gets the same amount of cupcake. <laughs> oh. Oh. Fart jokes in communism. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke book that needs to be published. Uh, time for my final notes. There's a lot of buzz around Lenny. I do love his very <laughs> oh, yeah. focused look. Yeah. Oh, I've seen that being used as a meme as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the face of DiCaprio before he wins his final <laughs> Grammy. Yeah, Oscar. Uh, all those Oscar wait, just waiting, hoping. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but speaking of the Grammys, yeah, the Grammys joke as well, just doubling down on shitting on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, an award that actually matters. Oh, yeah. Subtitles, the producers don't actually consider the Grammy an award. <laughs> no one does, though. Oh, we saw the painting that Marge did of Mr. Burns in the hallway. That was a nice little throwback. Yeah. Mr. Burns' social security number, a series of zeros followed by two. Damn Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, there's just, it's an awesome sketch show in this episode. It's packed. I know what the other 37 forks are for, but what the hell is this one? Why, Marge, I believe you're meant to scratch your ass with it. (laughs) I like, at the same time she's scolding him, she's immediately trying it. Yeah. Or the the fork is just magnetized to her ass. It's like, Oh, well, she's got like alien hand syndrome and it's just operating independently. Of her. <laughs> I love his posh voice for scratching your ass, ass with it. Oh, he goes full method on his billionaire. Mm, he bloody does. <laughs> oh, another meme. When the line gets to here, it means we can drink again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that takes me back. <laughs> I also uh, like that that gives it the double entendre of Sunday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clever. Mm. Wordplay. Uh, International Waters is where they held the Tyson versus Secretariat. (laughs) They were so drunk. Wasn't like Secretariat long dead by the time Tyson was a thing? Almost certainly, but... You know. It was called The Slaughter in the Water. Come on. <laughs> oh, I missed yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. The boat sideways. Well done, Mr. Mr. Lenny. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Line deliveries in this episode, uh, man. Yeah. I think that's what makes it. So much of this could have fallen flat if they just weren't perfectly delivered. Mm. And what do we think about Dan Castellaneta's improving over the credits? Goes on a little too long and he's clearly running out of steam, but I like the bit. Yeah. You're cut. You're cut. <laughs> you, are, you are great, which oh, is why it's so it. difficult that you're cut. All these rich people, not as rich as they should be, of course. <laughs> yeah. And the one break, oh, all the names, and uh, he's poor. <laughs> <laughs> and he stopped that on Richard K. Chung. Well, <laughs> poor guy. Yeah, donate to his Patreon, people. He apparently <laughs> needs it. Yep. Time to rank this thing. Danny's turn to go first. Danny's turn to go first. <laughs> I am torn between silver and gold here. I think in terms mm. of a sketch show, it's really solid, but I'm also aware that it is nonsense. You know? You know? Mm. I know. Ooh. Yeah, I know that stuff. I, mm, it's not cubic. 
Because you got to, they got to yeah. find that balance. Yeah, if it had a good storyline as well, as well yeah. as all these jokes, that would yeah. be cubic. I guess it's gold because I'm so easy to forgive that it is nonsense. You don't think about it being nonsense. You're just like, wow, this is hilarious the whole way. Yeah. Mm. So at what it was doing, which was sacrificing story and cohesiveness for a joke factory. Yeah. 10 out of 10 at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did exactly what it set out to do. Yeah. BT. I'm also debating this one because I know the brains feel like it should be a silver, but I always go with the heart guts and that says gold. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have a whole lot of story or plot, but it also doesn't want to, and it does exactly what it set out to do. And I think it's a great testament to whoever directed this and the actors that those lines that could have fallen really flat were yeah, all really yeah. just spectacular and highly quotable just in their delivery and their exact cadence is tattooed in my brain. They so, really like committed to it right yeah, yeah exactly there was no question of why am i talking about a box social so much it's like no no just go <laughs> with it yeah so i'm happy to give this one a gold i mean someone could make the argument for silver and i can understand that but it exactly lands what it sets out to do yeah i was actually ready for you guys to say silver on this one and i'm You're failing I'm, it aren't you oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's all about story mm. But I am going gold, and like I've actually noticed my trend with voting golds has actually been more of those classic episodes that have like gone for the emotional but really didn't deliver on the jokes, and this one mm-hmm. sort of went the other way with that, where it fucking delivered on the jokes, but yeah, there was no emotional call. We blitzed by the heart question without really stopping at that station at mm-hmm. all. Like, But yeah, I'm so happy with this as a gold. It's just a really rollicking good time, yeah. but yeah, very, very far from perfection. Not that much above silver, but definitely gets over the line for me yeah. mm-hmm. all right it's such a different episode to like the same show where he tries to throw himself off a bridge with a boulder yeah. <laughs> or the one where he thinks he's going to die and he sits up listening to the bible all night yeah this is the same show <laughs> <laughs> and what a show it's a good show sometimes mm. pretty good show Pretty good show. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be a unanimous gold. It'll be the first episode from season 11 to get that honor of being unanimous gold. Do we call mm. it like the Midas Touch or something? Index finger, Midas Gold. Uh, gold. Yeah. Unanimous gold being the uh, Midas Touch. And so, you touch too much. Hey, gold member. <laughs> I don't want to touch it with my penis. <laughs> gold or otherwise. I love gold. <laughs> Come on, gold member, greatest yeah. movie of all time. Wow, wow, wow. Come on. Spire shag me. <laughs> there was a sub floating around the internet. There was a sign outside a used like DVD place saying, we will no longer be accepting copies of Cold Member. <laughs> ah. But yeah, it'll be the sixth teens era episode to get the title of Unanimous Gold. It'll also be joining Lard of the Dance, which we recently reviewed with Roxy Stryer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Roxy Stryer. The yeah. Roxy Stryer. Oh. The Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, where Homer wants to be Thomas Edison. <laughs> we wow. were so drunk. We were. <laughs> Drunker than Tyson versus Secretary. That was our Tyson versus Secretary. <laughs> Dolan in the Wind, where Homer finds out what his middle name is. Uh, what is yes. it? I don't remember. Oh. Guess we'll never know. <laughs> Lisa the Tree Hugger, where Lisa, Lisa hugs trees. Yeah. Lives in a tree and meets that boy that's a level five vegan, doesn't eat anything, casts a shadow. And also <laughs> <laughs> reviewed with the lovely folks from Baby Beard Media, Bart versus Lisa versus the third grade, where Bart goes down to the third grade and Lisa goes up to, you guessed it, the third grade. Ooh. Yeah. They're both going to be in the third grade together? There can be only one. <laughs> cool. That cool. does it for this one, then. Mm. Time for a classic, guys. Oh, thank God. And now from season 11, we're going all the way back to season 9, <laughs> where we will review Lisa the Skeptic. Or should we review Last Temptation of Christ? 
Mm. Vote now. I'm done. What's the last temptation to crust? He starts doing like serious stand up. Let's do that one. Yeah, sure. Because you're torn. Like Natalie and Briglia Googlia. Mm. <laughs> you know, I found out recently that was a cover. Get out of town. Yeah. By, by whom? Who was the original? Uh, some Swedish guy. Yeah. Nothing uh, is right and torn. It's That's originally nice. a torn with <laughs> oh. two dots over the O. All right. We'll do it. Torn. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode of the day. This was Season 9, Episode 15, The Last Temptation of Crust. First released in February of 98, this was directed by Mike B. Anderson, written by Donick Carey, in this episode. This is the one where Krusty quits show business and announces his glorious return to show business as a George Carlin-y, Bill Hicksy type, telling it how it is sort of mm. comic, and then sells out pretty well immediately. Hey, fellas, what did we think? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Ah! I set it up with a British accent to go into a yeah. <laughs> yep. We're an international podcast. <laughs> We're a squirrel fighting, deer smacking podcast reviewing machine. Ah, God damn. You had one syllable left and you would have yeah, stuck that yeah, landing. Man. Machine! Yeah! Canyonero! Canyonero! Yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> mm. After all that. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to rank this a yeah. <laughs> you know, it could have been a, a cubic, could have been a silver, but. Not a, not yeah. a high yeah, a yeah. High yeah. Very different. Very good. Let's start with you, Danny. What stood out for you for this episode yeah! for, uh, for yeah or yeah? Well, what definitely stood out was. Going ding 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 ding, and then cutting back to yeah, can you do? Yeah. And you get another verse, and you get another verse, and it keeps going and going. Like yeah. legit, the first time I saw that legit, did I just say that legitimately? You legit did. Damn. Totes. Legit. The first time I saw this episode, <laughs> I, I, sp- I spent the rest of like the next three days waiting for that to cut in the middle of whatever else I was watching. <laughs> <you know? laughs> oh man! Today a-, a terrible tornado has hit Quilabaya. <laughs> 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 Big station four-wheel drive. (laughs) Smells like a steak and seats 35. Yeah, so apparently this bit was meant to be like one of those underlays under the credits. Underlay. But... (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Played myself. (laughs) (laughs) Swish. (laughs) I was dunked on. (laughs) You have been zinged and you love it. Oh. Oh. (laughs) So... (laughs) But the writers loved this bit so much that they actually chopped a little bit out of the episode to fit so this could stand on its wow. own at the end. Nice. That's and, fair. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And not like have the credits overlay it. <laughs> and so, yeah, the jokes from the whole bit could land. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we're here. The Canyon Era bit. Oh. Uh, uh, timeless. Oh, yeah. Incredible. <laughs> I think culturally this has like surpassed the actual episode oh, itself. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no question. It's such a great song. It's such a great example of that kind of advertising. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking rootin' tootin'. Yeah. <laughs> rootin'ness, tootin'ness, pollutin'ness. Yeah. Well, especially at the time, yeah, late 90s, early aughts, this is exactly when those giant, impossibly huge SUVs were becoming mm-hmm. into popularity. And-, and they were being sold for how fucking big and 
dangerous yep. and pollutinous they were, you know? Oh, yeah, and they'd always do the commercials, you know, here's your fucking soccer mummy wagon driving on fucking mountaintops that you will never drive on. And then the Canyonera is going to drive right over the fucking top of it. It's <laughs> yep. close as you can get to a street legal monster truck. Yeah. Big yeah. baby seal eyes for headlights. <laughs> <laughs> An all leather cow interior, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Canyonero even comes back when Marge gets one. Yeah, Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when she <laughs> has to go to... I didn't know they screamed. <laughs> the Canyonero does. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, wonderful bit. I remember the first time I saw this episode, I was howling with laughter, you know, the whole way through, and then all of a sudden the bit where it's running over the fucking deer and I lost my shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> Flinging them in the air. It's done in such that cartoony, comical way you forget yeah. about yeah. the animal they abuse. Just, hey, hard. It, it also runs a school bus of children off the road and they just salute. <laughs> oh, that was great. They're all Boy Scouts. Jimmy, like, oh, thank you, God, for thank letting you, us... Thank you, Yeah. Oh, thank you for, yeah, supporting the manufacturing auto industry of America, you... <laughs> you and then it's in flames on a mountain of cars it burst into <laughs> flames why do you put that in your ad <laughs> unexplained fires are a matter for the courts can you narrow <laughs> when did america get so soft our cars used to burst into flames and we liked it <laughs> yeah, yeah! <laughs> bt what stands out to you from this episode Man, uh, it's hard to do because I don't want to do it, but the flapping dicky. <laughs> I just, the one of the few times Simpsons has looked at its overt racism and pointed yeah. at it and had characters react appropriately. Obviously yeah. Bart doesn't, but he's also 10 and doesn't get it. And it's just a classic bit to him. And he's looking at Krusty through rosy tinted oh, glasses. the rosiest. Clearly. Because, yeah, when Krusty was an actual stand-up comic was a long time ago, and Bart only knows him as a children's entertainer. Yeah, exactly. So the idea that this is, you know, not his scene anymore is beyond both of them. And I think there's a great little moment, especially later, when he's trying to cheer Krusty up. He's like, no, no, I was talking to Lisa, and we both agreed. You you killed Lisa, huh? Yeah, Yeah, it was the acoustics. Yeah, Mm. I was great. (laughs) I love they called him the the freshest up-and-comer of 1959. Yeah. So, yeah, again, just sort of setting it up. This guy is an outdated comic. Yeah. You know? yep. <laughs> but he's had no claims to fame. <laughs> yeah. There's but- also a great supporting moment when uh, he's in Bart's bedroom and he's got his face on everything. And that's very in keeping with The Simpsons. Bart does have all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. He even got the crusty home pregnancy test. <laughs> Grief. Crusty radon yeah. detector. Uh, he likes flapping dicky. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of do have to peel that band aid off. But, yeah. It's- <laughs> I think you said it best. The characters are reacting appropriately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not everyone's like, horrified. Yeah, yeah. Except for Krusty and Bart, because Bart doesn't get it, and Krusty just thinks, mm. "No, this is comedy. What are you talking about? Yes. This is classic." Audience, just so you know, he does an overtly racist caricature of what I assume is Japanese. Sounds a lot like Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mickey Rooney, the biggest stop and cover of 1959. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Zing. Through to 1960 or whatever, spanning two <laughs> decades. decades. <laughs> yeah, I think we covered that very well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And what stands out to me from this episode? Yeah, Krusty's turn into, yeah, the serious fucking telling it how it is comic. It's, yeah. I sort of forgot how little of the episode it actually occupied. Because I think it's like all of two, maybe three scenes that he does the the tied up hair and the... I love how good that haircut looks. Oh, it's very classy. And yeah, it totally, yeah, looks like George Carlin when he yeah. basically 
did his own version of the Beatles where he used to be, you know, tight hair and fucking suit tie wearing comic and, yeah. you know, talking about, oh, i got to change the icebox in my family. And then all of a sudden is like, here's the seven words you can't say on TV. One of them is cunt. And oh, fuck, George Cullen rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you mean version of the Beatles? Oh, in that they changed their whole persona. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. the straight yeah. suit wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hold your hand to... You know, you can't just want to hold someone's hand. Which even then is not a great comparison, because even during I Want to Hold Your Hand, they were sort of seen as like, yeah. oh, radicals. Look at these long-haired hippie scum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their hair is just touching their ears. Yeah. <laughs> I do love a lot of their banter around that, though. Yeah. Like, what do you call that hairstyle, uh, Trevor? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, swish, Beatles, swish. Yep. So George Carlin did more of a Miley Cyrus then, going from Disney Channel <laughs> to talking about cunt. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm on board. Especially with Miley's song. Here's the seven dances that you can't do on TV. Bit. All of them are ass. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Thick. Robin Thicky. Robin Thick. Yeah. Yeah. Rob. Oh, Robin. Th- you know what? Let's move on. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what do we think of yeah Crossy's material and telling it how it is. I like his transition into it where he's just like, he's trying to go out with a little class and he's all like, you know, these comics today, I don't understand. They can't program their VCRs. They can't open airline food. It's yeah. a good little, uh, good little bit. Yeah. That was a nice part. It felt earnest, his mm-hmm. frustration with where he was in the industry. Yeah. But it quickly transitioned into like, you're never going to find a husband yeah. like yeah, that. I hated that well, one. It's, it's, really... it's, it's hard to tell. Is that him still being his old self? Because, you know, you never let a husband like that is very 59 thought. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but again, the reaction to it tells us that's a good joke. I don't know, man. It just strikes me more as like an old man rant than yeah, like an yeah. incendiary comic prophet yeah red fox can say it janine garofalo can't <laughs> who the fuck is red fox what oh god rest his smutty soul <laughs> i don't i don't actually know any of his material actually i've never checked out red fox well in that case god don't rest his smutty soul maybe fuck that dude i don't yeah. know <laughs> he can roll in his smutty grave for all you know <laughs> um, smutty grave. i quite liked the portrayals of the other comics i thought they looked just like him mm-hmm. uh oh. right was great what's her name was ranafalo yeah, I don't actually know how Ranola. to spell it. <laughs> Barely say it. Janine Garofalo. And yeah, I can't it's like spell buffalo. it. Is it spelled like giraffe? It's like buffalo if it was a Muppet. If a giraffe had sex with a buffalo, <laughs> would it Garofalo. make a giraffalo? <laughs> I'm sure she gets that all the time. I bet she does. Yeah. I'm sorry, Janine. She became a comic probably because people were making fun of her last name. <laughs> yeah, I always really liked your comedy. A lot of period talk, I guess. But <laughs> that, that, was, was, that was unheard of That's back it. In the it day. was incendiary at the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is actually The Simpsons' first reference to a menstrual cycle. Definitely the first red wine spit take <laughs> at it. Out of March, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you know what it's like when you're kissing a boyfriend with a tongue stud. <laughs> I do love Homer in this scene. Just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he knows jokes. what it's like kidding a, kissing jokes. a boy with his tongue stud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought the first one he did, though, in reaction to Stephen Wright's The Zebra at the Dictionary, oh, yeah. I thought that one was a little dragged out, but yeah, I do love his reaction to the tongue stuff. No, it's, only, it's all worth it for the, oh, jokes, I get jokes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great line. And yeah, we also get appearances from prop comic Bruce Baum. Mm-hmm. He briefly says, what do you think, internet comic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, and you're an, he's an embarrassment to our industry. Yep. yep. And yeah, an appearance from internet comic as well. Prop comic's not really a thing anymore. Ooh. When do we stop loving props? The day the rubber chicken crossed the road. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
<laughs> and also a brief appearance from Bobcat Gold or Go- uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite. Ruffalo. Oh, he was too, yeah. Bobcat the only reason I got into comedy. <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I'd be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love Bobcat. And Leno was there, of course. Ah, yes. The big chin schlub self that reads typos from the Palookaville Post. I yeah. washed your hair. <laughs> oh, man, how fucking good was that line? <laughs> but I didn't realize you, Jay Leno, and a monkey were bathing a clown. <laughs> well, we are, so get out. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I do not like Jay Leno's comedy and any part of him, really, but I yeah. thought he did well in this episode. When you say any part of him, is he like a bad person or something? Or I don't think uh, there's been anything around him. Everyone's a bad person. We just haven't found out about him all yet. Yeah. I mean, he's probably not out, you know, uh, squashing deers with a canyon arrow or anything, <laughs> mm, but, mm, mm. you know, uh, it's just... He shampoos clown's hair, his guy. <laughs> yeah. Come on. He's a good guy. Mm. Yeah, I He'd suppose. shampoo your beard. <laughs> you, you're down Especially the if you were in your clown makeup. <laughs> if you were a down and out comic, he'd shampoo you. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did we have? I think that might have been all of them. There were a fucking lot. Oh, yeah, and Hank Williams Jr. providing the uh, the yeah! singing voice for Canyon Era. And the Yars, I assume. Yeah, well, mm. better. Yeah, fucking wonderful performance. Son mm. of Hank Williams. Grandson of Hank Williams the Elder. <laughs> and who was Hank Williams the Elder? Did he know Pit thee? <laughs> Lord Palmerster! <laughs> and father of Hank Williams III is the one that I'm more familiar with whose fucking music is amazing. Or whose music is fucking amazing. Whose fucking music is also amazing. <laughs> Hank Williams III. Just uh, dim the lights, put on some Hank Williams, and <laughs> make sweet love. And you too will yeah! get to the third. Hank Williams 3 plus Hank Williams 7. <laughs> Hank Williams 10. Adrian's Revenge. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Several times have I seen the episode. Yeah, I've seen this episode a bunch. Just full disclosure, audience. We uh, I think we're feeling a bit of the, how do they call it? The burrito slumbers. <laughs> I'm stuffed with meat. Why are you getting like a quesadilla? A, Keeps mm, you lively. $20 quesadilla they put so much rice in my burrito mm-hmm. i'm saying i'm saying <laughs> you like kirk's rice sandwiches that's what it <laughs> fucking reminded me of at the end because it was so like imbalanced as well the top was all meat and then it was like yeah a diagonal slice and the bottom it was all rice what's on you <laughs> top slice and the bottom's all rice bam bam what was on you? That's what she said. Oh, that's what the dominatrix what put in her diary. <laughs> <laughs> All rice in the bottom. Uh. <laughs> Wackiness. It had some of that. I like Krusty's uh, hair. He's just going every time he's offered a brush. Stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> Love it. It's free. <laughs> yeah. We get a great little uh, Bender montage. She just goes past the neon sides, the gutter room. Or- the yep. gutter room was Good. He's drinking out of the Stanley Cup. Another sporting reference I understood. Yes, two for nice two. Nice one. Done. Phil I just is my... up there smiling at you. Because <laughs> he was drinking We're in the out basement. of a... Everyone's up there yeah. from here. Uh, he was drinking out of a glass slipper. That's a song lyric. That's uh, a thing people do with certain... For some fucking reason. I drink I champagne. Champagne out. from a shoe. Yeah. When I drink Bailey's out of an old boot. <laughs> I couldn't pour water out of a boot with instructions on the heel. Instructions on the heel. Instructions on the heel. Keep going, keep going. Because I'm a genius, genius in France. France. Genius, genius in France. France. Genius in France. 
Mohas in music. But yeah, yeah, he was doing a shoey. And, you know, PSA, do not do shoeys. No, they're you disgusting. fucking idiots. But yeah, yeah, neon sign walking through sad street montage. Yep. Yeah. It's a Put classic. that in that playlist. Yeah. Bender, I love how it starts with the bender to end old benders and he flicks the cigarette and hits the screen and sparks. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. Yeah. Good transition. Yeah. I also thought where he, they brand the American flag with the Canyon Arrow and it does yeah. like the bonanza sort of classic. Burn. Mm-hmm. Great transition there. Star wipe. Mm. Burn wipe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, we just ate Mexican. That's <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, um, Guzman y Gomez. I'm sure it's like as Australian hey, as hey, Outback hey, Steakhouse. Hey, you can't is... just name drop them. Sponsor. Now they've got to sponsor us. Oh, dear. <laughs> Sponsored by Guzman y Gomez. Guzman y Gomez. Ole. Wow. <laughs> Can't tell if that's offensive or not. I don't know either. <laughs> um, any other wacky moments? Um, it's not wacky wacky, but I do like Marge watching the Mexican soap opera and getting Lisa to translate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It's just something very hilarious and wholesome about it, but also unwholesome. Yeah. She was like, take me now under the dis- disco ball. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. And she has perfect Spanish. It just goes without question. Yeah. Marge is like, oh, a Spanish show. I better get Lisa. I bet she speaks Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. Like, because they went to that movie as well and about the tango. Tango de la Mante. Yeah. Mm. Dance of Death? Wait, is that what that is? Tango of Death specifically, but yes. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, speaking of Marge as well, she uh, directs Homer to that bird that he likes to argue with. <laughs> uh, that is a great bit. I love the follow-up because it's not overdone. It's just, you can't just want a cracker. you got to earn it. <laughs> yeah, he's almost engaged in a philosophical argument. It's yeah. not just, yeah. Like, it could have been so easy to cut back to him choking it, but I like he's actually got, like, an yeah. argument from a thing the parrot reasonably might say. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the only thing it can say. <laughs> but yeah, we don't even hear the parrot side of the story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Or, or as he's formerly known. <laughs> but what did the parrot say? <laughs> or as he's formerly known, Professor Know-It-All. <laughs> oh, shit. Although I do like the whole uh, getting the kids new shoes bit as well. And just yeah. They need something for church, dental appointments, doctor's appointments. Shoe shopping. <laughs> well, we have a brown shoe. Did you yeah. hear that, kids? Brown. <laughs> yep. Uh, being impressed at the color brown playlist, put this in where, oh, look at that dog. Isn't that something? I just think they're neat. Yeah. <laughs> a blue car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gil as well made a nice little appearance in this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. poor Gil. I feel yeah. bad for him in this one, though. I got shot on my bark, didn't he? Yeah. Not literally. That'd be gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's a HD era episode. Yeah. <laughs> he kills a dolphin and shits on Gil. Yeah, I actually don't have too many uh, more, like, super wacky notes for this, I guess. Well, it's not impossible wacky, it's just unlikely wacky Mm. in some parts. Like where he's hosting a birthday party and a schvitz at the same time? Well, you know, when he's setting fire to his money, and (laughs) I love Mark, just a little back and forth, just to skip ahead to heart of, here's $42, it's everything I have, go and bury it in the yard, I love you, mom. And then they get home and she just gives her a thumbs up. Yep. Yeah, it's (laughs) so sweet. Yeah, that unspoken bond of just, they they get it. Yeah, put that in your Harvard admission letter. In the wacky, of course, would be Homer being like, I hope he tells us to burn out my pants. (laughs) So sick of these things. Don't you hate pants? (laughs) They're just like, waiting instruction from the prophet you know (laughs) what do i hate now quick tell me what i hate so i can burn it yeah well someone said it like that's how lynch mobs start yeah in reference to sam kinnison like because do you guys know that comic no 
he grew up in like the whole fire and brimstone sort of preacher sort of Bible uh, belt. Yeah. Sort of, oh, the, in the green hellfire. Yeah, evangelism. And all yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. And he transitioned into stand-up comic and, you know, mm, went from being out of the closet. Fire and brimstone preacher to yeah, uh, cocaine and hookers sort so of comic. So he was all like, hey, "What is the deal with airline peanuts? How can I get into these like the gates of heaven?" Yeah. Oh, wow, really? But, <laughs> but no, pretty much. But he would engage the crowd and do his stand-up set in the same way that yeah, one of those intense preachers would, and like people sort of clicked. Like, oh. Stand-up comedians are sort of trying to fill that void, like, of, yeah. of the preacher. Like, There's a big overlap with cult leaders as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, um, filling the void in people's hearts with something. Mm. Are they telling you what they think, or are they telling you what you should think? Mm. Yeah. You hear someone funny, you get this urge to agree with them. And if you want to be funny too, you'll agree, mm. and you'll repeat their lines. You'll spread the word. Especially when the rest of the audience is laughing at them already. Mm-hmm. You feel like you have to laugh at them to fit in. Before you know it, you're brainwashed. Yeah. That's yeah. why we all support Trump now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell, <of> Trump. <laughs> Sacrifice your children to the Trump. N- nuke the tornadoes. <laughs> Listeners, we're kidding. We fucking hate this guy and we're terrified of the world we're living in. Sacrifice. Shun him! <laughs> Don't drag him away! Ah! <laughs> but I think in the same way, like George Carlin and Bill Hicks, like in their day, would have been like such a refreshing change, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially Carlin, you know, going hell for leather against Christianity and religion. They were incendiary prophets of their time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And funny. Oh, fucking. Oh, yeah. I think the movie. Uh, what's mm. that movie where they just go to a party and take drugs? <laughs> Animal House. <laughs> nah, they like that. Super bad. Anyway, they literally quote him as the la- uh, late prophet Bill Hicks. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. Isn't that in the Tool album sleeve as well? Yeah. A uh, little bit. It's depending on interpretation. Mm. They call him another dead hero, but you know, yeah. some think uh, the song Eulogy is about him. Oh, that about does it for the wackiness. How about the heart of this episode, though? Oh, we actually just covered that. Mm-hmm. Let's recap. There's this one brief moment when Lisa and Marge like <laughs> give each other the lovey-dovey eyes, and then they slowly raise their thumbs. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. I nearly wept. Yeah. yeah. Quiet understanding is a lot. They've saved $42 for their family for... Yeah, a rainy day. <laughs> I love that, that she can day. walk out of th- this little like stand-up club where people are getting into it and go all the way home yeah. and still think it's the right idea to bury this. <laughs> <laughs> I know she knows. Oh man, was it Lenny that brings a whole sack of money this yeah. time yeah. just in case? Even his opening lines. Yeah, I worked like a dog for this and burns his dollar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's another episode that's not really going for the heart, I guess. You got a little bit with the comedian that's not of the age anymore. and Yeah, him finding new flame of passion by being accepted again for who he is, blah, blah, blah. And then I actually really didn't like the way that he did sit out at the end. I get it. I get it as a joke. Mm. but it, to zero. Yeah, it felt like such a weird beat to suddenly take, you know. He's finally found acceptance and he's got a huge cult following. and Canyonero. Fully loaded, and it's free. Takes the car, sells out, and gives up everything. All his yeah. fans suddenly hate him again. Mm-hmm. That's kind of bringing me back to the last episode that we we reviewed, is that, like, yeah, I felt like it did need another scene of him with the current success and, like, following this kind of more integrity-filled yeah. routine. But, mm-hmm. yeah, one, I don't know where you have room for it, and two, I don't know if it would actually add anything, because... But I I do agree. It felt like a sudden and quick turn. Yeah. And it didn't make sense to me why he would. 
they did set it up with like Krusty being a sellout comedian and like especially looking around Bart's room and fucking and being all... disgusted at all that selling out. Mm. Yeah. But even as a line where he's like, I realized I'm not a comic, I'm a sellout. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound right either. Yeah, that's true. No, I think they do actually address him. They do have that one scene where they explain it very eloquently with, yeah! Damn, he's got me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, fair enough. You've Instead of a wizard did it, a hyah did it. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> this episode brought to you by hyah. <laughs> is there anything, Elliot, is there anything you wouldn't do for a Canyonero fully loaded? <laughs> I, oh, well, he drives a Prius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what it lacks in roominess, space... Um, Credibility, respect, <laughs> muscle, <laughs> dong extension. Yep. It all makes up for knowing that I am helping the environment. And it also won't catch fire. <laughs> well... <laughs> Those were <No>. Teslas. <laughs> Jeff Winger, I can't believe how self-absorbed and scummy a person you are. You'll eat those words and you can see my new car. <laughs> <laughs> Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, one where they focus more on a secondary character, but for sure. Yeah, definitely. I liked that Leno stayed along for the ride, but he was still just like background. He wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all about the celebrity. He yeah. came over to the Simpsons house. He was quietly washing his hair. <laughs> Very sweet, Jay Leno. Thing. These knots are impossible. Yeah, they yeah. are. Well, I actually I have used this episode as an example. 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 The example expo for all ages. I was picturing like a superhero that can, you know, cite precedent. Always list three. (laughs) I've always used Jay Leno as an example of like The Simpsons doing the egregious guest star thing. Oh, what are you doing in Springfield, Jay Leno? But I agree. I feel like he did sort of work in the episode, but he also was front and center. So I think there is a little bit of a duality of that going on there where... Well... He is suddenly in it, but at the same time, there's a setup. It is kind of weird that Bart just immediately walks up to him and is like, yeah. hey, you're organizing this whole thing, so why don't you just get Krusty on? Yeah. But at least he knows who Krusty is, and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, He was there guy. for his own business. He was doing a comedy night thing ah, with big name comedy. We didn't talk about the chaos where it's like, excuse me, ma'am, do you like to laugh? <laughs> oh, well, I do, but unless it's at someone or with someone, or what about you, sir? Do you like to laugh? <laughs> well, like, yes, you're, too, you're too complicated. <laughs> mm. The Hibbert bit dragged on a little it bit. Did, a little too <laughs> much. Because, yeah, they could have just done the <laughs> and we get the joke. Yeah. But, yeah, Krusty, it was a nice exploration of his character. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the show as a whole, yeah, it felt Simpsons-y enough. It's not the classicest of classic mm. episodes, but, you know, mm. good ride. Mm. Like a Canyon Arrow. Roomy. Powerful. Yeah. Way a car should. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are so tired. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Sure. I think I will. And what playlist would we put this in? Yeah. No, I mean, uh, Canyon Arrow playlist. Sure, sure. <laughs> Ones when they're buying new cars. Yeah. Uh, the time that he buys the... Snowplow. Mr. Plow. I was thinking of the RV. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Or when he becomes a limo driver. Does he become a limo driver? Yeah. I think he does. Yeah, he dri- drives around Mel Brooks. That's right. The Mel Brooks. Yeah. They do, Ooh, that do that routine. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Crusty playlist. Yeah, the one where mm-hmm. Crusty fakes his death to get out of being a comic anymore. Mm. Yeah. Crusty career changes. Yeah. He's done a few of those. Well, he has quit comedy a few times. Yeah. Like that one where Sideshow Bob hypnotizes Bart. Uh, yeah, Day of the Jack Nips. Yeah, good episode, bad plot. Mm. Mm. BT, what would you change? Ooh, just Canyon Arrow theme song beginning to end. All of it. Just 20 minutes? Yeah, instead of The Simpsons, you see the Simpsons that it pushes it out of the way and you just watch the Canyon Arrow. <laughs> the Simpsons. Canyon Arrow. 
little bit more time on the third act, I think. Let's see mm. a bit of his... Yeah, he's got respect, but he's not making as much money anymore. Yeah. Hey, great set, Krusty. Here's your cut of the tips. He's like, I'm working for tips here? Well, yeah, you're a legitimate comic now. What do you expect? Yeah. You yeah. know, something yeah. to show that dark side of the success. Well, not dark side, but the downside. Interesting, yeah. Mm. Danny, what would you like to change? I kind of like that. The success without the money is a really good sort of counterpoint to where he's at. I feel like they did really like drag out the first half of him leaving the show business and being shit and blah, 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 blah. I would have quite liked to have seen, or maybe maybe like the audience growing disillusioned with him or him, yeah. like his rants turned about the, how the audience don't pay him enough and, oh, we don't like it when it's about us and yeah, they're so yeah. fickle, they quickly turn on him. And oh, interesting, because then it becomes like a punching down sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You audiences today just laugh at anything. Well, here's yeah. the truth. Yeah, so now he's on stage just screaming at them and they're like, wait a second, this isn't funny. Yeah. I mentioned already that I didn't like the way that he suddenly sold out suddenly. So um, what could have happened maybe is that he says no to the Kenyanero guys. So the Kenyanero guys go back to the TV producers of the Krusty show and they get his name rights anyway. Mm -hmm. So his name's on the Kenyanero even though he said no. And everyone's yeah, like, you are. He, he has that bit of talking about how executives steal like days celebrities. Yeah. So they go back like, well, you know, back in 1992, you died legally for three minutes. So we have your life rights. <laughs> we can make you say anything you want. Oh, yeah. Well, well the Krusty show and the Krusty name and the Krusty, even the Krusty logo with the Krusty face is all owned by Channel 6, presumably. So that would kind of give him an out to still have his scruples, but mm -hmm. also still be shunned for selling out. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I may as well make the money. Everything goes to back to zero. Boom. And you, Elliot, what would you change? What would you change? Oh, fuck. This is like the last one where I didn't have any ideas. and I. Uh, you let us go first. I know. That's usually the time that I'm like, okay, that's Look, a good idea. Just, but what if? Just <laughs> say what one of us said and then delete us. <laughs> <laughs> you have the editing power. I have the power. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm curious in the episode that, you know, had a minute cut out of it to make way for the Canyon Arrow bit. What was left on the cutting room floor mm. here? Because they made room for it, you know. Just jokes about Janine Groffalo's period. So your change is to find out what their change would be. Yeah. <laughs> See if yes. you can stitch it back in. Well, actually, just on Janine Garofalo, I honestly wish there was more of those stand-ups in there. They do bring them in for about a line or two a piece. Yeah. yeah. Like they're Janine, pretty funny. I mean, that, that was good. It was worth having them. Yeah, and Janine, like, she got a few more lines, you know, to get a load of Corpsey the Clown and, yeah. and all that. But yeah, Bruce and Bobcat and Stephen Wright, they, yeah, only got a line a piece and... Yeah, it would have been better if Jay Leno wasn't so front and center. Like, and yeah, like I said before, I, I wish there was an extra scene of Krusty, yeah, writing the success. And I think you guys had great ideas of how to handle that. Well, so man. yeah, well done, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You've been great too, Elliot. BT, any other notes? Just a couple. So we have Homer's reading a newspaper, the front of which says "Dog kills cat, self." Wow. It's like wow, grim. Yeah. So, and I do like Mo's sign outside of the tavern is the brew ha ha. It's like, ooh, nice wordplay, Mo. Uh huh. Yes. And then, Min four drink minimum. <laughs> I'll cover you, Mo. <laughs> and then when he's uh, doing the you know intro, he's like, and now without further apu, and apu's got, I've been zinged and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so wholesome. I'm on board. Mm. Uh, but that was everything. Danny, any other notes? Yes, from the last episode. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know that shop that's always next to Mo's. Ah, King Toots. King Toots Musical Instruments. In the future, that becomes King Toots Musical Instruments and Time Machines. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Yep. But of course, if it's King Toots Musical Instruments and Time Machines, then it was always King Toots Musical Instruments and Time Machines. Because that's the nature of time machines. Depending on what theory of time travel you adhere to. God, man. <laughs> Once it exists, it's always existed from that point on. Prior to that, however. Look, it's time is like a hallway. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So... Imagine a rubber sheet with magnets. No, but if you go into the quantum realm, then that cha- changes everything. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my note. Uh, what about you, Elliot? I have just a few. If he's half as alive as you say he is, <laughs> yeah. like actually, like Krusty was being an asshole to Mel and Mister Teeny. You know, Mister Teeny's extending a sympathy banana. Is ah, oh, that's your answer for everything. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You can be so mean when you're sober. <laughs> you sir are an idiot. When uh, will this monkey bring me the newspaper? paper (laughs) (laughs) he really is the common man isn't he Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh yeah like he has so much relatable material like oh you know when your idiot butler uh donna's your sock garters and still got schmutz on them (laughs) (laughs) schmutz And I love, yeah, when Krusty's around Bullet's room, all the merchandise, and oh, I don't care, I got a tack in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great bit. Uh, Impeach Churchill! <laughs> About time. Mm. Mm. Actually, have either of you watched The Crown? <laughs> no. Should I? Thomas Crown Affair? Oh, that I've seen. Oh. Is that good? No, that's okay. It's not great. But no, I showed mum how to work Netflix when I was down at the snow <laughs> with my family recently, and she fucking binged the entire crowd in like nice. two, three days, maybe. Is Jenna Louise Coleman in that? Pardon? Let me check. I'm pretty sure Jenna Louise Coleman is in that. She's good. Well, I bring it up because John Lithgow was in that, and he played Ooh. Winston Churchill, and he fucking owned it. John Lithgow wow. owns, man. Yeah, he's amazing. I can't see him as Churchill, though. Obviously, they yeah gave him some like chin makeup. Yeah, a lot yeah. of chin makeup. A little bit of chin foolery. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't watch it, but I was sort of like at a couple of points, you know, playing on the laptop or and or switch, and half watching the TV, and just at one point I was like putting everything down and just watching John Lithgow do like one of Churchill's rants, mm. like telling how everybody's a bloody socialist, and yeah, oh, it was fucking amazing. So yeah, The Crown. Watch the John Lithgow bits. <laughs> Hmm. That's my recommendation for this week. Hmm. I did like the Skinner line. It's my allowance, mother, and I'll burn it the way I want to. <laughs> I do like she hazes him for not even being able to burn money properly. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. But again, these are when the Skinner jokes work. It's in, it's out, it's bing, it's bang, it's done. Yep. None of these extended everything's Agnes jokes. Fuck. <laughs> Homer telling it like it is. Jesus Christ, he pulled no punches. What did he Homer do? Told Marge she has fat thighs. Oh, yeah. What a Bart piece well. of shit. Yeah. But then Marge gets him back. She yeah. told it how it is. <laughs> you didn't have to tell it like it is, yeah. Marge. The jokes are always funny until they're about you. Mm. <laughs> uh, the Canyon Arrow is the Cadillac of automobiles. <laughs> All right, it's time to rank this thing. BT's turn to go first. Man, I walked in around about a silver, but I feel like I've been talked down a little bit because it's, eh, it's losing its luster now that I'm not in the throes of it. I think I was just seduced by the Canyon Arrow song. Mm. But mm. do I regret it up for that? Because it, it gets quite a lot of prominence and it is great. Ooh, so I'm I'm on the brill of a board. I'm Almost the wrong it. episode for it. The Kenyera yeah. thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess I wish there was a bit more plot because it is kind of interesting and, you know, something that feels organic enough. But uh, that whole third part just gets so rushed. Uh, I'm going to go with the guts and they're saying bronze, but I reserve my right to yell things out. All right. Well, yeah, I'm going silver. This 
I get what you mean, but I feel like that's why I've been talked down from a gold. Mm. Like, and I feel like this episode had something to say, even though mm. I thought maybe the way they said it wasn't the best and they were trying to sort of work around the guest stars a bit too much, maybe. maybe but but also they didn't incorporate them that well. Yeah. Like, I think this episode has a lot going for it, even though there are funnily enough signs of you know the doom to come in future simpsons but i still think it's a good ride and yeah much like canyon arrow so silver danny finish it off i'm going back to bronze i think i liked it but there's something wishy-washy about it almost you know it feels like they need to either just kind of go deep into him throwing away his capitalist life and coming Mm -hmm. back as a fiery george carlin or they need to like go in a totally different direction or i don't know it's sort of like yeah, he's not so funny. Then he's sad. Then he has a bath. And then he kind of comes <laughs> back. And then he changes I mean, his mind. A bath can really spruce you up. Yeah. Especially when a comedian you know, washes your hair. Yeah, with a monkey. With a monkey. <laughs> oh, God, that really has a good setup line. That it sentence is great. Is great. I'd wear that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Bart, I didn't know you, were, you, Jay Leno, and a monkey were giving a clown a bath. We <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, like... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here we are, just like hyping up the song, though. It's a good um, song. Yeah, it does feel like it's a bit of a wash of an episode. Like it's unclear what it wants to be, and it, it resets to zero very suddenly. And you know, it's one of those pebbles that doesn't leave ripples in the lake when you drop it. Oh, deep, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, overall, that'll be a shiny bronze. And this will be the third episode from season nine to get a shiny bronze. 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 Pierce bronze. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shiny bronze. <laughs> Pierce bronze. Uh, to get that ranking, it'll also be joining Simpson Tide when Homer mm-hmm. joins the Navy. Mm-hmm. And also Natural Born Kisses when Homer and Mudge get into doing it outside. Bow chicka bow wow. Yeah. Was Simpson Tide the one where everything goes insane and suddenly Stalin comes back from the dead? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's that one. That was, <laughs> that was insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other classic era episode to get this ranking was So It's Come to This, a Simpsons clip show, which we reviewed together not so yeah, long ago. Too. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. 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 I was remembering other things while I was watching that. <laughs> Those clip shows, they're so good for helping you do that. I wish they'd make more of them. Ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for us to get out of here. But before we get out of here, we just like to quickly talk about things that we're into lately that are outside The Simpsons. Book, TV, movies, music, video games. We ask our panel, what are we into? BT? It's book singular. Book. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good, man. Uh, Man, lately I have been playing a free mobile game called Soul Knight, which is basically just ripping off uh, Enter the Gungeon. But hey, if you're going to rip something off, rip off Enter the Gungeon. Mm. So look, it's stripped down, but it's you know fine. And being free, yes, it does have microtransactions and ads, but you completely can ignore them if you want. And I have, because I refuse to pay money for things. Like a miser. <laughs> yes, refuse. But hey, if you want a free stripped down version of Enter the Gungeon, yeah, Soul Knight. Check it out. It's fun. It's a little bit improved because I can actually beat it. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> unlike Gungeon. Mm. Yes. That's, is that an improvement? I mean, it is for me, because I like a sense of achievement. <laughs> Which Gun- Gungeon does not let you have. <laughs> no. It's just like, slap your hand. No. Oh, you finally made it to third level. Ah, bullet hell, you're dead already. Shag, what are you into? Well. <laughs> Enter the Gungeon just released a new patch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did, actually. And uh, there's the Zelda version of, of Beat Mania. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Tomb yeah. of the Necrodancer. Tomb of the Necrodancer. Yeah, Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. 
Oh, I just saw the Catch-22 series on Stan recently. Oh, yeah. Really, really liked it. Only cool. six episodes long. They're all about an hour-ish. It's got Hugh Laurie. It's mm-hmm. got... Clooney, right? Clooney. Yep. Clooney wrote and directed. Well, I mean, I mean, didn't write the yeah. book. Yeah. But it's acted really well. It's really well directed, really well shot. It's beautiful to watch. The guy, I can't remember the main character. The main guy who, No, no, I mean, I can't remember the guy who plays Yusarian. Ah, okay. He's really good in it. Like, 22 is one of those books that mm. if you've read it, you're going to be such in love with it that nothing will measure up to it. Yeah, it still stands so, as one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, it is incredible. And so, like people who get obsessed with Harry Potter and they're like, no, the movie will never live up to Lord of the Rings, yeah. there is going to be a huge club of people that just like, no matter how good it is, you'd be yeah. disappointed with it, which is a shame. But I think it's incredible. It really made me feel things. It's one of those comedies where the joke is that war is shit and you're trapped in hell. Mm-hmm. Some. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to the end and it was really like bleak and I was just like shook up. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, gorgeous and funny the... and then it's horrifying and it all leaves you shaken to the core. Like MASH. Not MASH day to day where it's like funny, but like the big MASH picture had some of MASH. Big ones, yeah. yeah. The big picture of MASH where they're like, oh shit, we are in war. Yeah. Uh, that Usari was apparently played by Christopher Abbott, who was famous for being in Girls. Girls. I never watched Girls. If you know what I mean. Yeah, it's called being a porn actor. (laughs) Being in Girls. (laughs) Oh, boy. What about you, Elliot? What have you been into? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) (laughs) Long-time fans of the show will know that me and BT just absolutely gush over Glow, and Mm -hmm. the third season was pretty good. I think it was lacking a bit of wrestling, though. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it was telling a different story, and I think it told it well. It's one failing as a show. It's got too many compelling characters, and you just want to see all their stories. But, you know, is that really a complaint of a show that leaves you wanting? But, Mm. yeah. So, yeah, of course I was uh, predisposed to loving that, but what I'm actually going to recommend is The Rocco's Modern Whoa, Life. Oh, mislead. <laughs> it's my way of getting two things in and one <laughs> that I was like, hey, anyway. Yeah. The uh, reboot of Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, so there's a 40-minute Rocco's Modern Life special that came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I found this a really cool, compelling watch. It's The whole thing's actually a big meta-commentary on reboots and change. <laughs> and yeah, Rocco and Heifer and uh, Philbert, is that the yep. turtle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they come back to Earth after being out in space for 20 years and they oh. have to cope with all this change. And there's just a lot going on in this thing. And it's full of juvenile fart jokes. So I was about to say, is it still full of filthy sex references? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Mm, Mrs. Toad next door was a slut. (laughs) And she still is. (laughs) Yeah, it's wonderful. And it's also got a big transpositive message in it as well, which is beautifully handled. And yeah, that also is tying into a big, like, the whole overarching theme of change in this episode. And yeah, I I think they did a really good job of it. Mm. And especially itself being a cynical reboot in an age of cynical reboots and commenting on that. Because, yeah, you uh, watched the Invader Zim thing and you weren't like, one over with it. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. Have you had kind of crack at it? Not yet. That's uh, for the best. Oh, I mean, I'm going to. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but, you know, it was an age where random, also random humor yeah. was before the uh, younger generation ruined that kind of humor. Oh, it was them. It wasn't us. Oh, it wasn't us. No, no. <laughs> Definitely wasn't us saturating the market with What we're with is still it. <laughs> I see. Well, I think you'll be pleasantly unsurprised. No, unpleasantly surprised. No, look, it... Mm. <laughs> I'll try Rocco's Modern Life, though. 
Mm. Yeah. Oh, highly recommended. I think because I haven't watched the show in forever, but yeah. I loved it as a kid, and I was like yeah. Yeah. surprised how many of these synapses were like reconnecting uh, and Ooh, fucking. Yeah. Oh, I remember this and this. And Laundry this. day mm-hmm. is a very dangerous day. Stays <laughs> <laughs> with me. Yeah. All right, guys, it's time we get out of here. Thank you very much for joining us, and thank you, Danny. I'm Danny Rosewell, and thank you, BT. No hi. Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't his name. It was. Bumble dump, kunkle chinkle, kunkle chunkle, giggle jerk. When you messed up my last name. Oh, oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Blarney Kakenakanish. <laughs> That's right. Oy vey. <laughs> I've been your host, Elliot Jacob Avajat. That's all the mustard in the bear. <laughs> yeah. Canyonero. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash the Simpsons Index or at Simpsons Index on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Oh, if I could change one thing, I'd make like seven more minutes of Canyonero. <laughs> Just like it keeps going. Like a 37 minute yeah. episode, not like cut minutes yeah, from yeah. the episode. Mm. They release like a full prog version. Yeah. <laughs> Just keeps going and going. Then it cuts to like the nine news and then it cuts back and it's Canyonero. <laughs> you walk out and leave the TV behind and as you go down the street, oh, it's Canyonero still. Yep. You wake up screaming <laughs> you think in the middle it's of the night, Canyonero. It's waiting for you. We've traced the ads. They're coming from inside the house. (laughs) (sighs) I've also just noticed that we've got, like, large lizards on all our shirts. I got a dragon, you got a reptile, you got a Yoshi. Yeah, nice. (laughs) We'll be the large lizard club. (laughs) Ah, Excelsior. (laughs) What does reptile say? Reptar, reptar, where, where is reptar? He's got it. Is that really the... Reptar, nice. Oh, come on. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, there's no reason to jumble the episodes up for one thing. Uh, the structural order, you know what? This this isn't even what I was trying to talk about. I got halfway through, I'm rehearsing things in my yep. head, yeah. and then I come back in and I'm halfway through the thing one I was talking about. One at a time. Um, um, Tell them to take a number. <laughs> ah, shit. Hang on. You gotta, Give yeah, me a sec. Yeah. Give me a sec. I haven't thought about getting like a thong like tattooed uh, onto my yeah, foot, don't. but instead of Havianas, write ha vaginas. Jesus Christ! Don't. You just recorded that. Yeah, I know. I've already got a dog with a I'm, dick sticking out. Uh, I mean, full support of all your tattoos so far, but I, no, that one's awful. You can get a thong tattooed on your foot, but instead of a flip flop, it's a G string. Ooh! No, I know. From, don't do that from either. A guitar. Hey. hey! Okay, it's still bad. But that's all sort of the point, isn't it? Elevator operator. It's just fun to say. Elevator operator, elevator operator. All right, yes. quick line test. My line is working. How is your line working, PT? Elevator operator, elevator operator. And Danny. 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 I can actually Rose use work. a bit more Danny juice, Rose I think. Work. Yeah, ju- I'm juicing up your Danny a bit, yeah. <clears throat> juicing up your Danny. Michael, your Vincent's. <laughs> <laughs> American Relations with BT Kalakalakalakalak. That's my name. Don't wear it out. BT Kalakalakalak? It's Polish.